Okay, well, this is episode 62 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. We are back in the recording studio here, the new and improved recording studio. I moved a TV in. Yeah. So now we can watch trailers and things like that, which is pretty exciting. And eventually, maybe even do some uh, recording of us uh, in, in the room as well. So yeah. we, we also have the most uh, popular piece of cardboard I've ever met. Yeah. It, next to me is the most popular piece of cardboard in all of North America. So this is the uh, <laughs> it's the Marvel rankings board I, from I Comic-Con. Wait, it is are abused. four and three still, did they survive? No, no they're still there. There's okay, just a, the, it's white Velcro. Yeah, Adam, yeah. I think we need to take this to a battered board shelter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, nice yeah. Nice callback joke. Yeah, no nice. Kidding. Very good battered um, board. <laughs> no, so like, yeah, this board has so been. Handled. We saw hundreds of permutations of this board over the couple days at Comic Con, but we thought we'd start today off by just ranking maybe our top five and our bottom three. Uh, the official Ronan Geek Official podcast, Marvel Cinematic Universe films ranked by you and by us. Top five and bottom three. Okay, well, we'll go through it. We'll kind of discuss our most weird findings that we saw at the con, like what we were most surprised Which, by. Which uh, I want to just go on record saying, like, that was phenomenal. The uh, amount of people that came up. Thank you so, so much. much. People are so... Uh, there, there's a combination of a lot more people that I think are interested in it. Oh, yeah. And they're not only that, but there's a lot of people that are, like, violently yeah, interested. Viol- <laughs> like, 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 aggressive, were, I think, is the better word. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting Adamant, seeing some people sure. interact uh, with other with strangers, perfect strangers, and some kind in some cases friends as well, and sort of come at odds with the decisions that were being made there. So it was kind of fun to watch that all yeah, play we out. The break way it did. friendships. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely it was definitely a mixed bag for for the evening. I would say. Yeah. So we'll do our top five and then our bottom threes. This is the the official how it'll stand rankings and then everything else in between. Whatever, do whatever you want. Wait, hold on a second. How are we doing this? I already know I disagree with you guys on half yeah. of this stuff. Well, so, well, we'll have to come we'll to consensus. Well, We're three of us will the, have to the, vote. The, two of you are going to vote the same fucking way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, <laughs> the Supreme Court is an odd number, buddy. So, there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess we'll start if, with if the. You want, uh, I could just I could just use my um my Palpatine powers and go. Yeah, the court is mine. <laughs> take oh, over. God, no, <laughs> Give me I your am, power it, to combat. I think you're trying to say, I am the Senate. <laughs> I am the Senate. Forcing a ranking of Marvel films is definitely a dark side power. So <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should acknowledge that now. So I guess we'll start with the bottom three, because maybe we can agree actually on what the bottom three might be. Man, that was, okay, just want to go on record saying, like, that was insane. During the Comic-Con, we got yeah. the weirdest movies at the bottom and at the top at yeah. different times. Oh, totally. Like, the, the majority of the time, like, there were a couple of people who were, trolling sure yeah there was but i mean yeah. there were people who legitimately there was a guy dressed by. as joker who was definitely trolling, trolling captain america's <laughs> yeah by, yeah. by placing but iron I, man films I at the top. actually appreciate the way he did it because he was in character so oh he was great I can, I can he was totally great dig it. All, all the cosplay people were fully in character for it which is really good to see yeah yeah it was a lot of fun so bottom three i'm gonna go ahead and toss out uh iron man 2 probably place in my bottom three anyone disagree okay yeah i think it's a combination of that and hulk i think hulk is actually my my the one I think is the worst. Yeah. Hulk was pretty consistently in the bottom of three as well uh, at the convention, so I'll grab that one. I will say though that um, some people made some pretty decent points for Hulk not being in the bottom three, and that the movie was pretty true to the character of the Hulk specifically. Maybe. Um, so like I will give credit where credit's due, but, but I mean, I think well, it's the a overall bad movie, movie. Yeah, it's not fantastic. Like. For instance, I really liked the abomination and the actor that they got to play the abomination. Well, the I thought it was one dimensional. I mean, I mean, but the, this is back when these movies were starting off. They, sure. they didn't do a lot with the. But villains. we have to compare them to the rest of the movies. That's so. true, and that's why it is going in the bottom. I'm just saying, like as an aside, like there yeah. are some things. I think it's the worst one, but I think um, 
I, there's a whole joke. Oh, the characters are one dimensional, and so are the heroes in the Marvel movies. You're right, but the Abomination was a one dimensional character, like straight through. And that's not what the Marvel movies are known for. Captain America is a one dimensional character, kind kind of. They're all pretty well. Near the, near the end, he opened up a bit. He opened up, yeah. He started to open up around Winter Soldier, which is why Winter Soldier is considered one of my favorites. Yeah. But a lot of these characters are fairly one-dimensional. Once they learned who they were as heroes, they didn't change too much. Yeah. That's why they always had to put in villains that were interesting. Well, the Abomination just wasn't an interesting villain. Wasn't an no. interesting yeah. reason as to why I, things I think occurred. it's safe to say that like with The Incredible Hulk, if maybe it had come more toward the middle of the pack, rather than being like one of the first two films that had come out in the current MCU, that maybe it would have fared a little bit better. Well, I think they would have um, learned their lessons better. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably. Uh, so I would say I would say yeah. that's a safe one to kind of put at the yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah, that's a bottom. Okay, so Hulk at the very end, number bottom 23 bitch. out of 23. So in my hand, I have... Thor, Dark World, and Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is next? My vote. I would put uh, Iron Man 2 as worse than Dark World. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan, a huge fan of Dark World, but Dark World at least had moments. Yep. And and, it, and the story had some gravity despite them botching it. So it does that mean, is it. there something other than Dark World that you feel should be oh, no. in no, no, the no, bottom no. three? No, that dark, okay. Um, ah, Just take a quick ugh. look. Because got in there, you got like first Ant Man. If you guys are into that, Iron Man three. See, no, I, I agree with that. That should be third. Okay, first. Thor one. No, I kind of like Thor one. Okay, cool. I'm a little bit torn only because I stand by my point that Captain Marvel should have been better. Yeah, totally. Um, but is it worse than Dark World? Probably no. not. I think it should have. I agree with you. It it could it is. It's, Not good, it, but it's definitely better than Dark. I was disappointed. Yes, like I, I'll, I've seen a lot of these movies, and my initial viewings of almost all of them has never been immediately after disappointed. Yeah, that movie I was disappointed because I wanted yeah. so much more from it. I yeah, I, I think uh, they wasted a couple things in there. One, and, there was no real battle at the end, so because obviously she had become so overpowered by the end of it that there was nothing that could stop her. She was mm-hmm. taking oh, out the entire about that. armada. I mean, we just saw fucking Promare. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. those characters were overpowered, and I sure. had no problem with it. Sure. Or the, Saitama. Yeah, Saitama from uh, One, One Punch, Punch Man. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the the, the storylines can be done. Yeah, yeah. You having. I a, will admit, those two that you just explained were comedies. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, there is a serious side to them. Yeah. Um, but you're not wrong. Uh at the end of the day, and I mean, it, it was, I don't think it was the actress's fault or anything like that. I honestly believe it was firmly in the hands of the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think writing what happened directing. here is they, they had a bunch of loose ends. Like The thing is, like, directing, though, at that point, you're really just there managing the actors. Yeah. Right? Ultimately. I, I guess it depends like, on the role they played. Like, Sometimes directors play a, like, what's his face when he, uh, well, I forget his I don't name, think when it, he did the first Avenger. I don't think in this case, though. I don't, Joss Whedon. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He was. Okay. But he was also part of the writing team. True. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if the director was part of the writing team, then yes. I always thought the director was supposed to be the person who's Directing. vision. You, you, no. You have to have the vision man or the vision person. Director and takes the... up that role, but that's not always the case. Actually, the majority of the time for what's, um, like, the, the actual camera work and stuff like that is more so the cinematographer. Yeah. Um, not the director. But, no, the, I don't mean work, vision, like physical the, vision. You're talking about vision I mean, for like, the movie? Vision for the movie, vision for the theme. Vision. Right. They, okay. they, they are the director, yeah. so their job is to look at the writers and say, write me something, mm-hmm. and to veto certain things. Um, it is their point to give their image, their vision. Well, their, I don't know how, what other words. You, you, should, you should look at Captain Marvel. So this is the film that came out right before <laughs> Endgame. So it was the last one before Endgame, right? And I think that they needed to have a film that in no 
way drove the story forward for the MCU. Yeah. Because at this point, we're on the cusp of, of Endgame. There's nothing else that can really happen to set up for Endgame. And because obviously Infinity War that came out long before Captain Marvel was mm-hmm. like to the second yeah. leading up to the end of Endgame, right? Or the beginning of Endgame. So I think what happened here is they just had a film that they had some loose end story beats to kind of hit. And the, and the time setting being in the 90s and, and Captain Marvel being one of the cosmic heroes just kind of fit the bill to tell those little uh, loose-ended story pieces, right? And I think that's why it turned out kind of weaker because uh, they tried to make it a film about empowerment then, but it, I think that was just sort of a thin veil over a film that was just kind of flimsy. It didn't have yeah. a lot of great plot points or story elements to it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And that was just that was unfortunate, especially for people who were looking for something yeah. more from Captain They were looking Marvel. for a strong female lead. And yeah, female sure, lead. She's yeah. a strong female lead, but that doesn't mean it was written well. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah exactly. the movie itself was lacking substance. Right. I think that I'm like I said, this is not a, an attack against anybody in the crew aside from the writers. Oh totally. No, I, 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 I want to see it. Better. I don't think I don't think it fell on the shoulders of the director. All, all I could feel was it felt like the feeling I got from that movie was the same feeling I could have gotten from the old like war, World War II posters where it was like the the mechanic woman going like, you know, we need to, what, I forget. We can do it. We can yeah. do it or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. forget exactly like because they're supposed to build the tanks. Right, and right, like right. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Rivet. The, Rivet. What's her name? Rivet. Randy. I forget her name. I can't remember. <laughs> but I got the same feeling. But one took me five seconds and one took me two hours. Yeah, yeah. That tells you something. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one yeah. of these did it better than yeah. the other. It felt, it felt like a like a phase 1.5. It didn't even feel like a phase 3 film. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It, it's going to get a second movie. Yep. Um, and I really hope they pick up the, the pace for it. I think it. they will. And I'm yeah. sure they will because they'll have more time. Yeah, yeah. I think that I honestly believe that that's There's the not even why. a Captain Marvel 2 slotted yet in phase 4. So likely there will be one at some point, but they just haven't Which given a time slot. Which is a scary to think about. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking. I, we're talking four years out already. Yeah, that's and I mean, like there are Captain Marvel fans out there that are going to mm-hmm. want a movie, mm-hmm. and, and and some of them legitimately enjoyed yeah. this last one. There's but... actually a contingent of fans out there who want to see Brie Larson replaced. I've seen a little bit of a social media push uh, to try she's and replace her. Kind of bland her. of a character. Yeah, but I mean, if the writing's bland, and she's going to be even more bland. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it may not be her fault. Right. Right. We we kind of have a Hayden Christensen moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. with this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I, mean, I hate sand. But but like I don't even it's not I his don't, fault. I, I don't throw it at his feet either. That's it's, that's it's George the fault Lucas. Of the sand, yes. Yeah, because if it was his fault, then it would have been everyone else. Like everyone, everyone was shit in that movie. Yeah, except for maybe Dooku. Well, you, yeah, you're yeah, right. You, even even like, Ian McGregor had a weak performance in that, but he's a great actor. So I've liked everything. Oh I've seen yeah, him. like yeah. Oh, what was the movie that he was in the musical? Was it was it Roxanne? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but dude, train spotting. Train spotting, right. obviously. Dude. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah. like. I think they just got bad writing. So they're not the worst. They're not in our bottom three, but I, yeah. I think that's coming really close to fourth or fifth. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And then, uh, so we'll do top five then. I, I know some some easy ones here that'll probably be named are going to be like Winter Soldier, possibly Endgame. Um, Rob would say in your top five, probably um, uh, Guardians. Uh, Guardians. For me, Thor Ragnarok. Maybe Doctor Strange for you, or is he just top 10? Strange is up there. Um,. I'm gonna say so. What do we let's go bottom to top? Okay. Okay. Uh, so five, I would vote in uh, Strange or f- I would even say one of the Spider Mans, Homecoming or Far From Home. Okay, I would say Far From Home. I'd feel comfortable with at five. And number five. Sorry, I kind of have to work backwards in my mind. Like yes. start from one and then build that backwards and then yeah. talk about it. So it's like opposite. when you're part way through the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For top five, I would say the contenders are definitely um, 
Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, Guardians 1, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, we could toss it. So I love Civil War as an ensemble film, but uh, it, it didn't. Okay, I think I got my list. It didn't do a whole lot on its own except just showcase the tension between Stark and uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, I'd probably hold off from the top five. I, I think I think Infinity War and Endgame did Avengers no, one better. No, I think okay. Avengers one is better than Endgame. Okay. Um, here's the thing though, and, and even if we don't put uh, Avengers one on the board, we have to definitely acknowledge that it is the first. Well done ensemble movie. Oh yeah, it is the first okay. of its kind. So go ahead, yeah. go ahead, and we won't. Yeah, I'm not saying no. I just want to that with that recognition of the way I can throw it away. And then, uh, no, I, I don't think it should be thrown away. Good. Now we have ten tags here. Well, eleven with Spider-Man: Homecoming, so we can make a top ten. Okay, so here's here's the deal. Number five. Yeah. I I don't I don't see this sounds weird, but I don't think Black Panther's on there. Really. This sounds weird, uh, but End Game. I don't think needs to be on there. What? In the top ten or it's, top five? It's a big deal, but it actually wasn't a good movie. I mean, I agree. It was no, it was definitely a good movie. I didn't even go. No. Yeah, I would say it's a very good movie. I, I didn't all of the in I think all of the goodness that Endgame gave us was from the lead up that Infinity War gave us. I think Infinity War Infinity was the better film. Infinity War was way better. Yeah, Infinity War was the better film, for sure. I even think Far From Home is not as good as the first Avengers. Definitely this one can go. Homecoming? Homecoming, I think, had one of the best films. Actually, you're right. I think Homecoming is better than Far From Home. That's a good point. Okay. I should throw that one out. Uh, I like Far From Home just if only because it does the best job of, uh, oh, shit, when uh, subverting, subverting the audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see. I, yeah, I know you knew <laughs> I what it was. didn't get that. You didn't get that because you knew what was coming. Yeah. But to anybody who did not know what was coming... Did not see anyone that who I, I mean, we, I we could be wrong. To people, I, I talked to people at the comic. I find that weird because I hadn't. I find that weird because I, I guess I've just been so inundated with the comic book world, mm-hmm. and I would naturally assume that anyone who also watched knew that, like, because you knew that going into it. Yeah, I knew that, but I but I know who Mysterio is. So do I. Yeah. So so what Mysterio are we doing? A no, villain. Uh, so for number five, we're doing. I think Doctor Strange. For number five, yeah, or Age of Ultron. I would, I will I hold off on Age of Ultron. I'll put Doctor you mean, Strange. You mean twenty-seven at, hours of Ultron? I will right? put, yeah, <laughs> Strange. It definitely Strange wasn't an age. Put Strange yeah. at five. Okay, I agree. Doctor Strange at five. Okay, you guys yeah. would outweigh me there. So uh, <laughs> I think that the main the main reason for Strange being at five is uh, uh, one the visually they did some stunning things. Uh, nothing new per se, but for the comic book genre, yeah, um, to take that kind of bold step to go. We're gonna fuck with the audience's visual <laughs> on this whole movie, oh, yeah. and uh, they did a lot of fun things with that. Um, they used magic well. We got a good understanding of the character both before and after uh, his rise to to uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it was overall a solid movie. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I think it expanded the universe. Uh, the MCU in a major way, uh, probably not since I would say uh, Guardians One did the same, and also the first Avengers uh, yeah. in terms of just sheer expansion of of, sure. of the breadth of this story, oh, right? For sure. Okay. So I, I think Doctor Strange did an amazing job of that for the magic side of things. Yeah. So yep, very cool. And then uh, so in my hands, I have Captain America: Winter Soldier, which I believe is at least a top three, if not top two. Guardians of the Galaxy One, Thor: Ragnarok, and Infinity War. Um. Uh... 
Hmm. No, I'm going to say Black Panther should be in fourth. Ooh, I do not agree. I I, agree. I, I think for a couple okay. of re- couple, no for a couple of reasons. <laughs> um, first off, I'm going to let this be known. I am not a fan of Black Panther at all. Uh, I, I don't like I don't like the character, but I can acknowledge that the movie was re- well written, visually phenomenal, and very much in the same vein as the rest of the movies. But the one thing that they did do well, which I mean, none of the other movies really required it, but uh, cultural. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. the culture that was actually injected into the movie was not done in a cringy way. Yeah. It was done in a way that held up the movie mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. Which is something that most m- people who make movies cannot well, do. Look, look at all the films on this list, and then you talk about maybe which films, especially the solo films, elevated the source material to an, an extreme extent. And I feel like Black Panther, the film, did that almost better than anything else on this list in terms of elevating the source material. You know what I mean? Because you can, you can build on things like Spider-Man, but we've seen a lot of Spider-Man, right? And thankfully, you know, Homecoming, you know, for what it did and Far From Home for what it did, they're great films. I don't know that, you know, it's, it's more spectacular than anything I could have imagined for, for Spider-Man because I've already seen so much Spider-Man, but Black yeah. Panther was way above my expectations. I'm glad you guys went with those arguments because the, the one of the main reasons I didn't like Black Panther, I mean, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I had a hard time agreeing with people who their claims was... Well, like, everyone people loved saying it was Killmonger. The everyone loved Killmonger. I, I, like I, I love Killmonger. I think he's a good... He's an interesting I, villain. I, liked, I like Clawa more. <laughs> I didn't think he was more real or the arguments that people are making that make Killmonger better than the other villains... I don't think that's what makes him no, better. I, he no. was kind of bland to uh, me. Vulture, I think, is one of the best yes. villains in the, in totally. the, whole, in the I agree. whole movie series. I agree. Agreed. Because yeah. one of the arguments was, well, Killmonger's argument kind of made sense. He was realistic in his... Sure. Uh, I'm like, no, Vulture was the most realistic adult. I have to do evil for I mean, the sake also, of my family, uh, Also, I mean, let's be honest, Michael Keaton... You know, playing oh, in, yeah. I mean, one, of, one of the okay, best yeah, actors yeah, out there. Yeah. But that's why I would put Homecoming where that one is personally. I got you. Fair See, enough. I would well, actually put Homecoming at three. Okay. Okay. Well, if you guys because, agree on that, I don't for a couple, you outweigh me. For, no, for a couple of reasons. One, one you of the best that's villains. that's kicking out galaxies for me, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I don't think so, because I'm going to make a concession that will make okay. galaxies go up next. Um, so, I, I know what you're about yeah. to make as your concession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's this is a real things. diplomacy going on. Yeah, this here. is he's going to talk diplomacy. about the sexy green girl, isn't he? No, no. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so here's a couple things. One, uh, Homecoming. The reason why it goes up there for a couple of reasons is they took a franchise that's been expanded upon a million fucking ways mm-hmm. in the in cinematic. Yeah, everything. We've had so many different iterations of Spider-Man. Now I could probably blow my brains out. Yeah, yeah. However. The iteration was very true, in my mind, to the comic book character. A little younger, mm-hmm. sure. Like the the, the, the Peter Parker it, yeah. itself was a bit younger, but whatever. Um, he's about the right age. Peter Parker was supposed to be high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I always think that he's like in college. No. Well, it started off in high. All the storylines start off in high school. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, but it, I mean, the idea here was to make it a, like a John Hughes film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they did a good job. I don't know. What they film they is. pretty in pink. Breakfast Club. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that one. They they built up the character uh, in such a way that he felt realistic, where the other movies very much fell flat. Um, the other movies did a good job of following Spider-Man, you but not weird? Peter Parker. I was very, very, very upset by Aunt May. I wasn't. Why? Uh, and here's why. But you could know what? You go ahead. Why were you upset with Aunt, Aunt May? Played by Marissa Tomei, of course. Yeah, I mean, attractive. Uh, but mm. Aunt 
May is supposed to be... They kind of replaced Aunt May with kind of Tony Stark to a small degree. Aunt May is supposed to be his... I want to say his conscious. His compass. His compass. It's supposed to be his compass. When he's going... When he's in a dark place, she's supposed to be the... She's supposed to be Uncle Iroh. Yeah. And they... She just kind of became eye candy and uh, and part comedy. And I, I didn't appreciate. What do you think about the other iteration of Aunt May from Into the Spider-Verse, which is a more recent one, so the more militarized Aunt May? Would you prefer the I eye candy or the militarized? I don't remember her. She didn't really have Spider-verse. a big role. She, she didn't, but she was she was fully aware of like the spider cave and like um, everything. You know what she was? Oh, but that was a different universe version. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's... But w- which would you prefer? That's alternate universe stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather the uh, Spider-Verse one. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that just felt like Alfred. It just felt like Alfred. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. But no, I that I want neither of them. I want Iroh. See, yeah. he, here's the thing, though, is that I don't mind it if, going forward, she plays a bigger role. Because she plays more than just eye candy, y- yes. Yes. Because here's the thing. is First off, they're actually a really good actress playing Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Marissa Tomei has definitely been underutilized, a hundred percent. And her being kind of more aloof up up till this point has been okay. But now with Peter having lost his like idol, yeah, somebody does need to step into that space. And this is the perfect time for Aunt May to kind of stop being the, the girl running around and yep. being the adult who's okay. helping so Peter I'm- out. I'm good with that then. So number two, then we're working our way up here. Number two, there's so this is the concession. That a lot still on the table. Okay. Because normally I would consider the third so spot. So Captain Guardians America of the can go into. <laughs> That's the concession. He's going to make the concession of not arguing that Captain America Winter Soldier gets first place, but we have to give that to Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> in second place, which I I can accept. I truly believe that Thor Ragnarok should be there. I, I do too. But... but I will take this concession and this deal. Deal made, good sir. Okay, deal. Okay. Made. I'll take. I'll take the deal. So this puts Captain America: Winter Soldier in number two. <laughs> so maybe in fuck s- you. Oh, I thought the, you did no, not get the concession that, here. That's what I said. Bullshit. No, I, th- that's I thought what he I meant. Said. I thought he, he meant Guardians me. number one. No, no, Guardians two, Winter Soldier one. Oh. No, 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 see, I said it the other way around. Oh, did you? And then you agreed. But oh, I was like, no, yes. no. Well, I mean, once, once we're talking in the upper um, echelon, it can kind of go either way. But I agree, Captain no. America: Winter Soldier is definitely one of my favorites. So. It's up on the board, man. No, I think I think the winter. So- no, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> I-, I can I can handle arguing over the rest. Okay, that is inherently right. wrong. So I Guardian think, Guardians think, One is not number one. I think no. that we can e- all agree that those movies, as in Guardians, uh, Winter Soldier, and and Ragnarok, to a degree, should be essentially like kind of the top three. Oh yeah. But here's here's the reason why I haven't put Ragnarok in, and you need to realize that I loved. Ragnarok. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Absolutely love Ragnarok. I loved it enough that I was willing to eat it on shrooms, knowing that I'd have a good fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok for me falls actually in a solid six uh, in this in this really? in this okay. line. Um, yeah, because I actually thought I, about I agree. It a bit more. It's, it's just not, it's not a strong it's from not, a story standpoint. Yeah, it's not a strong story standpoint. But oh my god, it's brilliantly written. It's just fun. For, for yeah, yeah, fun. Pure. If you it's, looking, it's one of the most fun. Yes. If you were looking for a very fun movie, it is probably number one. Yeah. I absolutely. would argue. But Guardians 1 is up there, too, though, for just sheer fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, that of was course. Wild. But Boy. Guardians 1, 
um, we saw really good character development in Guardians 1 as well from the whole cast. And that's why I think Guardians yeah. needs to go up there. Okay. Because yeah. look, name one character that didn't grow in some way. That's a good point. All of them had an arc mm. in one. So if I had just one caveat to any one of these in the top five, I'd probably throw Avengers Infinity War in there, personally. Um, so if there was an alternate to one of those. Because I think, for me, it's a top five film. Uh, it's It did so much to develop who's the principal enemy of the entire phase one, two, sure. three story arc, right? And no other film took that kind of Guardians care did. in developing uh, the, the, Guardians the Avengers 1. Guardians Guardians 1 did. They Thanos was a huge pivotal point of Guardians 1, even despite him not being He's in it very much. Point. That's true. If, if it wasn't That's for true. Thanos, we wouldn't have had Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, yeah. Rob's got a point. It, it, I mean, I quite liked Ronan the Accuser. He was definitely one-dimensional. The way he was handled in this, but it was he it was, was good. It was yeah. good though. So yeah. okay, I'll give you that. So and then uh, I would say Avengers: Infinity War for me definitely still. It was truly a good idea for them. To still actually seven, have maybe a one-dimensional easy villain because nobody gives a shit about the villain. No, in that you movie. know that the, was not the point. No, the villain was something for the heroes to punch, but the he, he was a, he was a force of nature or dance off that, against. Yeah. yeah, he was a force of nature that forced the events that got the team together. Yes. that got us to focus on the team. Yes. A hundred percent. I agree. And and actually I'm actually I'm actually quite keen to see going forward, because um, we're now we're seeing the cosmic setting come into place. I want to see more Kree Empire. Because the Kree have been getting like the Trade Federation shit end of the stick in these movies. Because the Kree Empire is supposed to be one of the strongest, if not the strongest, they're supposed force to be the strongest. in the galaxy. Yeah, they're supposed to be the strongest. The refugees now. Not the Kree. No, no, you're thinking, no, you're thinking of scrolls. the uh, scrolls. Scrolls, you're right. Yeah. No, the Kree are like they're they are massive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have a lot. Actually, um, I did Agents of Shield does a really good job of kind of showing Kree might. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. So you haven't seen that yet, if you haven't, because I know you haven't really been watching it, Alex. So but, what we did here yeah. is we rounded out the top ten. So just in no particular oh. order for you guys, for you guys' sake. But Thor Ragnarok at number six. Avengers Infinity War, I put number seven. Spider-Man Far From Home in eight. Avengers 1 in nine. And Avengers Endgame in ten. Okay. I think it's better than Ultron. Uh, really quick, though. Yeah, but right. we never really talked about two. Two, Winter Soldier, baby. Okay, so Alternatively, Guardians of the Galaxy. Why, <laughs> why is Winter Soldier for you guys so high up there? Mostly, it's the fo- it's a focus it on was, two things. I'm trying to. My brain is scrambling for a second. Uh, Winter Soldier was the second Captain America movie. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yep. So the reason to me it was the most important is it took a character that a lot of people kind of Thor had an argument that was this guy is one dimensional. He has no fit. He's a very simple character. He's good, always good, never anything but. Right. Um, he has to remain worthy. He has to remain remain worthy, and that was boring about him in the first movie, kind of. Mm-hmm. In and and that was a to me a, a small well, problem. That was the whole conceit: was is he worthy or isn't he worthy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole movie. And they kind of had that problem with Captain America in the first one, where he was just a always does the right thing kind of guy. Yeah. Well, now they put a situ they put Captain America in a situation that a is very important to our day and age. Yeah. yeah. Super surveillance, strong military that could just nuke a city. Mm-hmm. You know who who gets to determine what is right and wrong? Mm-hmm. And you have Captain America. Who is now not? You question. He gets he's put into a gray more. area. He's yeah. seeing more. He, yeah, he's yeah. not. He's not just seeing more, but he's put into a gray area yeah. where we live in a more of a gray area mm-hmm. life. He works in a black and white yeah. very easily, but now he's put in gray, and you see 
What kind of character is he? Where is the line drawn for this character as to what is right, right and wrong? And, and the line has changed now that it's modernized. Right. Yes. And then also, I liked it in this film. There, there's an enemy, ostensibly, it's the Winter Soldier, right? But obviously, he becomes sort of a, sort of a juxtaposed to yeah. an enemy-type character. An anti-hero, really. Right, well. an yeah. anti-hero, basically. But but in, interesting in this film, he's, he's battling these different machinations of things that have happened. So like a Cold War era, you know, assassin, right? So yeah. in a Winter Soldier. And then he's battling, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. turned he's Hydra. battling the governments right. through these proxies. S.H.I.E.L.D. turned Hydra with, with the giant helicarriers, and that, right? And and but that, he's also he's also battling what's left over from World War II, right? Because yeah. he has to go to the base and he has to deal with the scientist. I can't remember what his name is anymore. So, But it's just interesting to see that he's, he's the one who has to deal with all these machinations that have been set up to sort of control the world and subjugate the world. And that was just a really interesting interesting thing to me yeah so it was a really interesting theme it it was fun too because it did have one of the biggest pivotal moments in the expanded universe even though a lot of the other movies didn't really touch on it which was actually upsetting to me like actually upsetting was uh finding out that shield had highly positioned hydra operatives right right yeah that whole thing where shield essentially loses its credibility Mm -hmm. because of hydra was huge. Yeah. And uh thankfully Agents of Shield hasn't been canceled yet and we got to see that more in that show. Yeah, yeah. And cuz like that was the fun thing about Shield is that it would react to movies as they happen. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing that was a lot of fun. Cap 2 I think was ostensibly I think they positioned as kind of the end to phase 2. So it was kind of where it was because phase two was a lot about Hydra and a lot about these sort of machinations. And then this, yeah. it was all sort of dismantled, right? And then uh, and then went from there into more like you know, Ant-Man and Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Um, I just like how modern it was, how it talks about problems that we have today. Yes. And yeah, it yeah, takes a hero who is ostensibly like very good yeah. and going, what would this character put be put into this reality? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer that came out of it with Captain America made me respect Captain America yeah. to an yeah. utmost new degree. Yeah. Right, yes, because before... So the first movie, I thought, oh, okay, I can see how they can make him into a, into a movie character because before the first movie, I was like, I don't know how the fuck they're going to make this guy interesting. And in the first movie, he was he was interesting, but he wasn't fantastic. Second movie came along, that is when I also agree that I had respect for Captain America. They turned him from a caricature, caricature. to a character. Yes, yeah. That, one that is probably the most accurate way I've ever had it, heard yeah, it. Yeah, I can't pull it up here, but I'm pretty sure this was Russo Brothers as well. Who I think this was their first film they did was uh, Cap 2. I'm pretty I sure. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't see it, so I may be right or wrong about that, but I'm fairly certain this was the first one that the Russo Brothers did, and uh, and you definitely saw a different style of direction come in in Cap 2 as well. So uh, the, the stakes were quite high it was, throughout uh, the film. It was pretty intense. It was intense. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it, absolutely it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And, I, and I liked that the action was very grounded in this, so mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, like the fight in the elevator and then the car chase with oh, Nick Fury yeah. I love the fight on and the ship the battle on the bridge oh my god oh and the battle on the ship too yeah when they the yeah. first starts and he jumps off the uh... and she's like he doesn't have a parachute yeah. <laughs> oh right at the start yeah, yeah. when yeah. he's yeah, running yeah. and you we saw that profile fight where yeah, he's yeah. bouncing his shield off of oh, sections so of the wall I love that one like that was like that, so good. That was so well done. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, wow, thank God. I just, I think, uh, pound for pound, honestly, I, I think it's probably, the, personally, I think it's the best film in the MCU. I'm willing to take the deal with Rob, though, to put Guardians of the Galaxy in first place, because I also quite <laughs> uh, love Guardians of the Galaxy. I, well. I loved that I did that, and Adam 
totally thought I was gonna put Guardians at Yeah, you two. piece of shit. <laughs> I thought for sure we were talking about putting yeah, it. But no, first. but no, like, I, I think this is wrong. This is not I, the deal I, we agreed to. <laughs> yeah. I changed the deal. <laughs> hey, I don't alter it further. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't alter it further. By the way, that was like the best politician move that I've made in a while. <laughs> because he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm agreeing with Rob, not realizing that I had actually switched. <laughs> the... Oh, that was fun. You, d- you didn't hear Rob say "Hail Hydra" when we made <laughs> <that> contact. Yeah. <laughs> That's what just happened there. So that is the official Ronan Geek Official yeah. podcast ranking of the MCU films. We'll take a picture and post it up on Facebook later, and I'll slot in the other films wherever. I guess it doesn't really matter too much. Although I would say Iron Man 1 is probably next. I think that's probably a pretty safe assumption. Iron Man uh, 1's, it should be it should be higher up there, if not probably. just the, hey, like, this is what really yeah. Cool. All right, then we'll go ahead and get into the actual news topics. Okay, so leading into the actual news items for today, and and we'll go through this quick, so we don't have to take forever on this particular portion. We still have a feature item to talk about today as well, which is going to be a promare. I guess we won't call it a review, but maybe a reco, or just a rundown. A spoiler. Yeah, it's a spoiler kind of discussion. Yeah, yeah, and then getting into the news items is usually the portion we do first, and I forgot to introduce this earlier, so we'll do that now. This is Alex Austin in the room with me. We have Uh, Plebeian Knight Adam. He's yeah, been knighted. that's right. He's been knighted. That's right. Yes, yeah, he was knighted. Yep. At the con, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Accidentally, yeah. possibly. I don't know. And just Rob. And Rob. And just Rob. So we have today some news items, including MCU news, which you've probably already heard, but Spider Man is officially back in the MCU for at least two films. So one hey, Spider Man trilogy back. film. <laughs> he swung back. And and also swung back, swung back. And he oh. also swinged. So what, swanaggled? What, he put his keys in a dish and came back <laughs> to the party? <laughs> I was, that's not where my mind went. My mind went to like swimmy, swimmy, swingy, I Swanson. <laughs> I don't know, move along. Moving along. <laughs> so he's also going to be featured in an ensemble film. We just don't know which one yet. Good. So yeah, so Spider-Man will be back for at least two films in the MCU. As soon as this was revealed, my first question was, are they going to kill Tom Holland Spider-Man? No. no. I, honestly, this you think was Sony never would take not him back? going to happen. This this was never not going to happen. Yeah, we theorized sh- even when we talked about it last time that he was going to be back pretty soon. Yeah, I'm not sure who who leaked what or what exactly, like how this conversation became public. But basically, what whoever put that public, it was a mar- it, it was a ploy. It was a lever. Yeah, it was leverage. Totally. For I don't know totally. who tried to use it as leverage or not. Yeah, it could have been either of them. I'm going to guess Marvel because you mean Disney or whatever Disney, Marvel Studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they could use that as a. Hey guys, we're trying to get this to happen, but Sony won't let it. Yeah, but it wasn't that way though. No, no, Disney, uh, Disney wanted more money. Sure, I get that, but that's what they're saying is we want more money, and then Marvel said, or Sony said, or Sony said no, or whatever, vice versa, and then Disney said, "Well, fuck you," and Disney said, "Put this out and make everyone make you do it." Yeah. I think yeah. Spider-Man is the most serious leverage used in Hollywood since uh, the infamous uh, Superman mustache debacle. Yeah. 
And I think that's amazing <laughs> considering that no one cared about Spider-Man prior to <laughs> prior to this. Well, well we, we've no, talked that, about it before. No, Didn't that... they sell it for like twenty thousand okay. dollars to Fox back in like the nineties? Well, I'm I'm owner. pretty sure oh, no no they they did it first right oh. and then uh, and then um, because remember they used to have like the Spider-Man and Fox Kids and everything and then Warner Brothers oh that, that was just the that. animated yeah yeah so there's animated rights and yeah. well, I can't remember rights. but they said twenty thousand dollars was what it sold for initially well, and well. and now it's like a two billion dollar property you know yeah. what I mean so it's just it's crazy um, to think that so, like this uh, is well, where it's at I mean that all all it comes down to is that this happened we saw the response to it. We know that Spider-Man is a loved character now. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Very true. So, which means that somebody did something right along the way because before that, nobody gave. Tom fun. Holland must feel so special. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be completely honest, you, I think it's the, the genuine nature that people get from Tom Holland, whether or not if he's actually totally. like that. He could yeah. either be just a fantastic actor, and we and he always which seems then genuine. I would actually give him more props yeah. for that. Yeah, but, yeah. But the fact that he he comes off that way, I think it's like no, I yeah, follow him on Instagram. A, I think he is like that. It's a pretty enough. cool guy. It's, it's hard cool to guy. be like that in every aspect of your life. No, of course not in every aspect, but like he does seem like. Uh, uh, I think he's pretty altruistic, yeah. yeah. And then other MCU news. Uh, apparently, the various six to eight episode various MCU series that are being produced for Disney Plus uh, actually have massive budgets. So uh, we're starting to get a it's sense of the this. actors are involved in it. Of course, they have well, totally. Budgets. But the budgets are ranging from a hundred to one hundred and fifty million dollars per series, and these Smart. are for six to eight episodes per series. Smart, good. They yeah. have to now. Smart. Yeah. So that we're talking. The Mandalorian's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. These could be, you know, 12, 15, 18 million dollars an episode uh, for some of these. Let's, and let's be completely honest here. They are not going to make their money back on the on that service. This is 100% for merchandising, totally. their rides, their theme totally. parks, everything else. Yep. That's all this is promo material. Yeah. So, it's just yeah. good to hear that they're heavily investing in trying to make the universe look and feel the same as the films. Yes. Yeah, so. I was just, I was talking to Amanda, my Amanda, the other day, and all I could think about. I made a comment. I made a comment. We were discussing the Disney service, and I said something like, "Yeah, I hate Disney. They're streaming. They're such a maniacal monopoly bullshit company that just takes and takes <laughs> everything and ruins copyright laws." But goddamn, am I going to sign up for that goddamn? Oh, hell yeah, man! Take yeah. my fifteen dollars a month, baby. <laughs> yeah. It it just sucks that you know what they are. In my opinion, business-wise, they are an air quotes shitty company, which is to say they are shitty altruistically. Yeah. They're damn good at business. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. So, for further proof of how good they are at business, Star Wars is somehow still alive. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. uh, And there has been a lot of news that has come out via a variety article on Star Wars Episode Nine. I, I will say, though, uh, as shitty as it is, there are a lot of people in Disney that do good things because there is a shit ton of things they do for fundraising and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. And, so, you know, uh, Kevin Feige as well is supposed to be a, working on a Star Wars it, film now. <laughs> did you hear that Kevin Feige is going to be working on a Star Wars film now, too? I, d- I did. He they're giving involved. everybody Star Wars films. Okay, so... No, no. I want to make a Star Wars no, film. No, they're not giving everyone no, a Star Wars No, everybody. You, they're you giving show... Kevin Feige the no, no. god king of listen, the Marvel universe. Listen, you show up to Marvel Studios right now. No, sorry, Disney right now, and you say, give me a Star Wars film. They'll give it to you right now. <laughs> Dude, they gave Benny Off and Vice a trilogy. They even gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy. I could probably do better than Solo. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it was good, man. I don't want to say give uh, that trilogy to me, but <laughs> I, I think you could do a better job than Ryan uh, Johnson. No, but as long as Ryan Johnson isn't touching the old yeah. Republic and Benny Off and Vice, I mean, like, what are we going to do? Just infi- it, how, like, is, how many boobies can we infuse into Star Wars? Is are 
Uh, is how Weiss, many do Twi'leks have? Is it is wait is <laughs> just two? I think uh, is it Weiss that's getting the old Republic? Somebody was somebody's <laughs> reportedly getting the old Republic <laughs> uh, as a show. Somebody, yeah. Okay. Now I'm thinking of somebody fondling the little head tentacle thing and the Twi'lek going, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, senpai. <laughs> There's so many better race choices, but I'll I'll be okay with you using Twi'leks for that. <laughs> what is the Twi'leks? Senpai. Are you suggesting the Jawas? <laughs> Oh, there's better races. <laughs> I can't even do them. I don't even know what the fuck you were trying to do. I don't know. I, I can't even just, do their Just stop. Do their style. Just, just stop. <laughs> Let's just stop. I killed Alex. Yeah, but I don't want to have to kill you. <laughs> oh my god. That was so good, man. <laughs> good. Okay, getting back on track here. I can't even see the screen Java's now. Palace is a lot different now that you think of it that way. <laughs> For Benny Off and Weiss, they have like a little finger type guy. <laughs> it's it's no, it's uh Bib Fortuna, but now he talks like him. <laughs> <It's> scheming. <laughs> oh, man. oh my god. So anyway, uh big news to come out uh since the article has dropped in variety. So uh Carrie Russell is playing a character named Zori. Bl- okay, I'm just gonna say this now. Spoil potential spoiler alert here for anybody who doesn't want to know anything about this. Wait, what are we talking about? Star Wars Episode Nine news. Okay. Okay. So, spoiler alert here. Uh, so, Carrie Russell is playing a character named Zori <laughs> Bliss, which you'd get probably from the marketing materials. Anyway, they're going to be coming out. So, and she's described as a rogue type character. Likely, will be a bounty hunter. Here's the thing. I get that you need to have new characters come in at some point. Yes. I think this is the wrong time to do it. Probably yes. Um, this, this this should this be is, the blowout of this all is where the they old close characters. everything down. Yeah. You have enough characters to focus on. Don't add new ones in the final push. What if it's Ray's mom? What if it's Ray's mom? Well, and they, no. I was about to say, well, they added Jabba in the last one, but no, technically they added him in I said that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but then I believed it, so. Here's the thing. I like the actress. The role that she's about to play sounds cool. Yep. I was, I would have hoped that they would have put her and the character somewhere where we could see them develop for over a long period of time. I don't think we're gonna, and there's other signs that we won't. One is um, she's sort of a masked character, and yeah. other than the helmet, the actual outfit looks a lot like Zam Wessel, so from uh, Attack of the Clones. Okay, yeah, no, I know who Zam so Wessel sort of is. Purpley, yeah, she's, she's the purpley, stretchy outfit that they wear with like the tubes and stuff. So um, the helmet is like chrome colored though; and it almost looks like it, it extends out and back, like it could be a Twi'lek head in the helmet or something, because um. it extends so far out. It looks like there could be something. Wrapped up in there, or it could just be a breathing mechanism. I don't know. Well, uh, what was it um, in Solo? What was the ra- the the one person's name? That was like the the person they were fighting against. Storm, sand, sand. No. Dust, white. You're not gonna know. Uh, horny <laughs> face. I'll find it in a second. Move along. Triceratops head. That movie was um, enough that I don't so remember anything. Richard E. Grant is acting in this as well. He's playing a first order character named General Pride. With a Y instead of an I. <laughs> I knew Rob would like that one a lot. <laughs> like, we can't just come up with a different name, like a name that doesn't sound like an English word. <sighs> okay. We need, the, we need the Pokemon makers on this one. So, and then, uh, it's kind of like Captain Phasma. It sounds too much like an English word. You know what I mean? Phasma like, was cool. I like the name Phasma. It's interesting. Yeah, it was It was a little bit off. One of my but... favorite goddesses' names is Phrasma, so not very far oh, off. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And then, on top of this now, uh, Finn and character Janna, played by actress Naomi Aki, uh, allegedly, <laughs> they are going to ride some sort of horse beast in the film called Orbox. Not called a chocobo. 
not called a chocobo. So this obviously echoing episode eight, the uh, casino sequence when they save those other horse-like creatures and rode them through the casino. So you, you might not have seen it, Star Wars Episode Eight, um, Enfys Nest. Enfys Nest, thank you. I don't remember the casino there. sequence. Oh, really? Good for you. Canto Bite? Canto Good for Bite you. my ass? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure Finn Canto, just disappeared Canto, for half that movie. You mean movie. Canto, yeah. Canto Suck It? <laughs> Canto Make This Movie Any Good? <laughs> but yeah, they're going to ride more things in this, so look forward to that. That's going to happen. Are you sure? I'm certain based on the reporting that came out. So new locales in the film include a place called Kajimi, which is a snowy mountainous planet where the Thieves Guild are based. Maybe Zori Bliss's crew? Her hideout? Who the, knows? The Thieves Guild in a galaxy of trillions and trillions. Out of curiosity, <laughs> uh, are they like going it. to Skyrim? A mountainous area <laughs> with a Thieves Guild? Are we just going to... Is just the episode going to be like, we know, and there's just going to be a handprint somewhere? She's Dovahkiin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's it. Ray isn't a Jedi. Don't Ray is Dovahkiin. Off. <laughs> uh, Fusro Da is kind of like a force power. It's yeah. like a force push. Oh my god. Force push my fucking eyes. The, the second new locale, and they showed this in the trailers we've already seen. It's a it's a, it's a desert planet. It's called uh Pasana, and it's a new desert planet, allegedly in the Outer Rim territory, as is the as there's is, a uh, lot of Jima. desert and frost planets in the Star Wars universe. Am I the only one noticing this? Why not just bring it back to Tatooine? Why not just bring it back to Hoth? Or Jakku. Yeah, they're already established. I mean, Hoth, I can understand why you would never Look, want to use only Hoth. one <laughs> battle, only one Star Wars per planet, okay? Only one. No, but you I mean... You can't like, have more than one Star Wars per planet. If this is the final episode. <laughs> if they're going to be trying to like ride the dick of nostalgia, they, yeah, why yeah. are they not using Tatooine? If they want to go with nostalgia, why don't they just have it on Al- Alderaan? Billy Irish or whatever the fuck her name is. Billy Irish, no. Oh, okay, it sounded like her bad thing. Oh, nice. No, great fucking lyrics by the way of that song. So now a Bye May guy. 2019 set image. I don't know if you guys caught this or not when it came out, but it was a set image that appeared to show the Knights of Ren gathered with J.J. Abrams on a desert setting. Yeah. Uh, so presumably now they've announced that there's this planet here that this there will likely be a showdown with the Knights of Ren on Honestly, this desert planet. Fuck the Knights of Ren at this point. They teased them in the first one. Did not do anything with them in the second one. Like, yeah, yeah. didn't even mention them, as far yeah, yeah. as I can tell. Nope. Uh, and then they're now going to utilize them in the third one? Look, fuck they you. Were, you no, don't no, get to no, use these no, characters. They you didn't were build busy. Them up. No, they were busy. Kay. They were... They're going to explain why they Adam, were so busy. We know why... We know that the episode eight fucked episode nine. We already know that. At least they're not fucking not bringing them in at all. Because that would actually be worse at this point. Guys, think think about it like this. If you if you just took episode seven and then now we have episode nine coming out and just pretend for for this theory that episode eight just didn't exist. I think you could pretty much just directly okay, here, connect seven to nine. Here's, I don't think uh, enough did happen. I don't actually, think I would argue eight. you could probably cut out eight. You could Snow realistically in, in the final Doesn't Skywalker matter. timeline, you can likely just cut out episode eight. Is Luke Skywalker dead or alive? I'm going to be interested to see if we can actually pull that off in editing. Here's the thing. All they need to do is like an Inglorious Bastards introduction for each of the Ren characters. <laughs> oh my god, that would be cool. If they did that... That's like, bare you if, they, if they did that... If they did that... Like, it obviously doesn't have to be the exact no. same. See, at but that like, point, I just want a movie... It, no, you see, fuck no... I don't even want... In order for them to I pull that off... I don't even want... Uh, I don't even watch Star Wars 9. 
I want Star Wars The Knights of, of Ren. Ren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want them to have their no, own see, fucking bike that, Tarantino. But yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I want that movie too. Or show or whatever. I think a movie would be fine in this case. Yeah. But like, yeah, a movie well, about the Knights it, of Ren. You make it like a Kill Bill style film where like, yeah. like Kylo is like older and he's going to no, seek no, revenge No, no, don't even have him. to do that. No, it should be like in the timeline of the, when the movies are happening, but like in between the movies. Yeah, but this is how he redeems himself and becomes nah. light side again. No, 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 no. No, I think the Knights of Ren just need to be badasses. At yeah. this point, at this point, they haven't put enough into them. So just play up that one role really really no, this well is, this is really easy they have one movie about the knights of ren where they do that shit you know, yeah, yeah glorious yeah. bastard style <laughs> and throughout the movie they all die through yeah, various yeah. means whatever actions whatever occurs whatever <laughs> reasoning so that immediately upon arriving at the second movie or the, even the first movie technically it reaches the timeline of the force awakens and while the knights of ren were mentioned historically because we know they were why all, they're not around we know yeah. why they're not around yeah problem solved yeah so the, the Quentin Tarantino Star Wars eight would have been so much better. I'm oh, loving yeah. this idea. He almost I would did love a, he to almost see did Quentin a, Tarantino Star Wars. That he almost did a Star really Trek. Good. He almost did a Star Trek. Oh, that sounds so good. Recently, yeah. which is crazy to think. Wow. Uh, so that's about it for Star Wars news for now. That's all the updates we have so far. Uh, last bit of news. Oh, go ahead. I got I got to voice it again. I go. would actually like to do that. <laughs> well, I, would fucking, that I was just thinking about like it a great bit movie. more. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do it now. Yeah. Now, now that we're so used to genre bending from the MCU, you know what I mean. It'd be interesting to see Star Wars do some of the same, yep. so, which they are with the Mandalorian, obviously with the Western sort of yes. take on it. So, uh, Stranger Things four has been announced, and the tagline is "We're not in Hawkins anymore." So it looks like they plan to continue uh, following Eleven yeah. and uh, oh, who's the other boy? Anyway, not, not surprised. Winona Ryder's family as they leave Hawkins. Um, goddamn spoiler alert. Should have said something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, uh, see, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see where that goes in season four, which will probably be summer next year. We'll call it. I have more hope for it. I season two, I kind of like. Eh, I, I didn't have hope for it, and then season three came out. I went okay. You revitalized my hope. Oh yeah, season three was great. Yeah, I think I really we all it. agreed though. Like two was like a rush job. Totally feels three like was it. a yeah. return of form. Yeah, yeah. and no, no, tried, that, to me. To me, well, felt uh, no, three felt very three. different from one. The beginning one. of three was a return to four, and then they went somewhere else. They yeah, went yeah. action. They to me, they kind of did a slightly less version of what they did to Thor in Thor Ragnarok, which is they took it from a drama, like a they took it from a drama uh, to a suspense. Uh, no, no, no. The, the first one was a suspense thriller. Now it's action adventure. Okay. They changed the theme. The the well, I forget the word genre. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people aren't, but I enjoyed it. We had we had a we had an episode where we covered it. A we lot, did, yeah. So, so they can go look at that episode for more detailed thoughts. Yes. Episode fifty-seven. Wow, nice. I don't know. It could it could be that. It, maybe it's <laughs> not that. This is a game we did for a while. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, where I was just randomly did. guessing episodes oh, yeah. to see if I got it right. So I can <laughs> you, tell you right now if it is. You should just like add it in Microsoft Sam voice of episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> Was episode eighty two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I totally was, got uh, it right. I totally got it. Oh, 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 oh! Like it was episode fifty two. So, like everything else on our show, we are wildly inaccurate. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, realistically, we were within ten percent there. So, yeah, about ninety percent accurate. Nice. I would say, yeah, yeah. Good, good range. 
Anyway, so now we're going to get into our feature item. I figured we could talk a little bit about Promare. We went to see it. It's obviously a studio trigger anime film. Uh, took place, what, they might have two nights worth of showings? One. One night worth two, of showings? Two for here. Oh, was it two? Yeah, yeah. they did it Saturday Sunday. And so we managed right, to catch it. You're right, because we couldn't go the Saturday. Well, so, uh, yeah. Interesting film, guys, and, and Rob actually being a big uh, Studio Trigger fan, I, I would imagine you might have some opinions on it as well. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know Studio Trigger, and you've said this before, so they're responsible for shows like uh, uh, well, Girl Lagan. Well, uh, yeah, so like the people who are in Studio Trigger and around Studio Trigger did like a lot of other things. Like, But the big ones, obviously, are like that people would know is like Kill the Kill, Darling of the Franks, uh, my, um, sorry, uh, Little Witch Academia. My Hero Academia. Not, not My Hero. They don't do My it? Hero now. Oh, that's what they did. Uh, not that I, th- I'm pretty sure they did said not. They no. Okay. All right, no. I'm wrong then. Um, but I mean, like prior to that, those people worked on like Gurren Lagann and Evangelion and stuff. They worked like that. on Evangelion, but it wasn't Studio Trigger. It was people that are oh. now making up Studio Trigger. Got it. Uh, to my to my knowledge, sorry. And the I, movies I mean, are the I've old been show. I think both. Okay. Uh, now. That is shaky. I haven't researched that, but to my understanding, that's what I recall. When True to I Ronin Geek form. You're not sure. Yeah. It's highly inaccurate. Please research. Thanks. We don't, we don't have an R&D department. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the film takes place in a post-apocalyptic Earth setting. Uh, so it's 30 years after some major cataclysmic event. Right. And, uh, so and, and it's just, I guess it was the emergence I of remember. the, uh, I remember this, the, fire-breathing, the fire-breathing people. No. Well, it was the fire-breathing people. It was the... It was the I, oh wait 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 wait! Spontaneous. Combustion. Wait 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 wait! We'll just say we'll just say spoiler alert here. <laughs> oh well, yeah, for Pro that's the beginning of that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what ends up happening is a uh, bunch of people, for reasons that are not explained at the beginning, yes, um, start to yes uh, combust, and mm-hmm. these people start wiping out swaths of humanity. Yep, they, and each each case they're like extremely agitated people. Who just escalate and then just explode in this fiery rage? Yeah, but it's yeah. like purpley pink. pink it's fire. a pink fire. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting, and I think we are officially stated spoiler. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What's interesting is if you start, if you watch it at the beginning, they don't mention whether or not those people survive. Yes. You you are led to believe. Yeah. As far as I That's I true. was aware when I was watching, but I was led to believe up, that like they bombs. blew up with the rest of everyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, they didn't though. They didn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what happens then is. Uh, so for thir- for thirty years, what happens is uh, this event called the Great Blaze, if mm. I recall correctly, is the yeah. name of it. Uh, w- kind of goes across the world in like massive destruction, right? Because all of a sudden, random people have this phenomenal power to control fire, right? To and an they extent, can't control it. No, they can. Well, they, the they can control can. it to an extent. I thought the whole point was that no. They at first, right they didn't now. understand it. It's like yeah. it's like any other origin story for a superpower. Yeah. They didn't know how to control it at first. Now they do. Um, so anyway, so over this 30 years, uh, a force is put into place to combat, uh, the Burnished, which is a, it's a firefighting They name them the Burnish, and then it's ostensibly, it's, I guess they market it as imprisonment, but it seems like more like an extermination They kind of treat it like, uh, the is way it, we would the X-Men, like it's a mutation. Yeah. They are, yeah. they are less than yeah. human. They are, it's kind of... Yeah, did they did they call it a genocide in the film? Um, no, so because technically the um, firefighting forces don't kill the burnished; yeah. they capture them. Right, correct. Um, and we find out there's a reason for that. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think they said under regulation they're only allowed to fight the burnish if there's human lives at stake or something like that. Yeah, so that's kind of where like the first big action sequence comes. Yeah, in. Yeah, and uh, but we we also know that the burnished are 
in and amongst humanity too, because a lot of them are not radical. Right. Uh, they try to do simple jobs. We see that with like a guy who does who makes the best the pizza. pizza. Yeah, the pizza oven yeah, guy. Cause yeah, because he, he, he control, control the flame. Yeah. Control the feel so bad. Heat. Yeah, feel exactly. so bad for him. So yeah, and obviously you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, that's kind of where we pick up. Thirty years after this event has happened, there are some burners still out there causing fire like they're in right pretty much right Kinda, yeah are, but there's but there's some prominent ones which we know is uh like leo fordia yeah no. yeah yeah so in uh, mad burnish so we should say that leo fordia who, who they call mad burnish ends up being the leader or i guess the, leader the de facto the leader of the yeah. the remaining burnish and then the main guy was actually named who was cray foresight oh that was the governor yeah, Cray Forsyth was the governor. That, that was that was Homelander. Yeah, <laughs> or the or the blonde guy from My Hero Academia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All Might. Yeah, yeah. There's so many characters he could be. It's no. basically no. him. Uh, interestingly, it mentions Leo Fordia before anybody else. Uh, oh no, Ga- Galothymos. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what I said. Gal. <laughs> oh, you did that. Yeah, yeah. he did too. Oh, god damn it! I was like, I was looking at you guys. Like, I thought you guys like, knew it, but you Gallo? just weren't sure. No, I yeah, forgot yeah. it. So Gallo, Galothymos and Leofordia, so these guys are ostensibly at odds with one another because one is a firefighter and one is a mad burnish, and so that automatically puts them at odds with one another. Yeah. Uh, kind of yeah, so, uh, I mean... Tropey. Ultimately, the movie storyline doesn't matter a lot. No, as far as I put Not it... Not really. It's weird that it took me a while to get there. Um, I went into the movie because I knew it was going to be visually stunning yeah. visually and which it was it was yeah. oh it was yeah. fantastic okay if nothing else Promare has style oh, oh yeah. dude style and I love the color palettes that those studios use the yeah. color palettes are so dear it's almost like uh, and what they did with music too yeah yeah and, and the music as well right because yeah. they do a lot of like uh, like uh, like high production music yeah. with vocals and, and almost like pop music yeah uh, to some extent like yeah. Japanese pop music so I went in I don't know why but I I went in for the for the video for the visuals. for the visuals and I expected it to just be a classic action adventure and it turned out to be and it was kind of subtle ish air quotes yeah a comedy a spoof comedy um there was degrees of that i mean there was the thing was like it went the thing is this movie has no breaks yo no god no that is one thing you Fuck. need to understand this you is go like, in you go in with energy if you, know, you don't yeah. have energy when you're in you will be oh, drained okay. you down. Yeah, so, you won't be able to drive home. <laughs> take like a high energy song or series of songs. Dragon Force? No, no, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. that. But like, two like, and a half hours of Dragon Force like, or whatever. Like an, an, like an intense set of songs, right? And then take any anime out there that's like a show like Naruto or anything like that. Cut out literally, literally all the filler. And then edit it into one masterpiece movie, and that's the we, movie. No, we don't even just that's mean the filler. Man. We mean anything that isn't action. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like, because like they, there was plot that was talked about throughout the movie. I mean, it's like I said, it's not phenomenal plot, but it, yeah, but, but they, even there, it did it what it needed to do to get you there. But even their parts where they were just discussing things, yes. was high energy and um, action. I would call it action packed. Action is a- not a- necessarily defined by two characters. Action dialogue. Action dialogue. Yeah. And I don't define action as two people were fighting or something like that. No, action is the way they frame the um, switching. Action tends to have a, an upbeat in um, frame changes. Yeah. Or not frame changes, um, uh, perception, like uh, uh, angle changes. Yeah. Action tends to, and it constantly does that. And it's constantly having art thrown at your face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well done. 
Yes. But it's even the talking is back and forth yeah. quickly. It's it's almost like they're fighting verbally. Yeah. yeah. And if you've seen uh, if you've seen Gurren Lagon and Kill a Kill, you've already seen this movie. Yeah. True. Yeah. You, so you a have lot already of story seen beats are very similar. Yeah. Story beats are similar. Um, there's a lot of like things that they do to like um, allude to other things like uh, Matoi Tech. Uh, hmm. Stuff like that was hmm. using Kill a Kill. Actually, some of the transformation sequences are very reminiscent of Kill a Kill. Yes, and they are. Gurren Lagann. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they are. Um, obviously, people make the 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 note that the main character uh, Gallo looks like Kamina. Yep. Um, From and Lagann. action and his character is his character is very oh, similar. Totally. He's Kamina. Yeah, he's Kamina. Totally yeah. Parallel, parallel universe Kamina. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the one thing that what it comes down to is if you liked those two shows you will like the movie correct yeah. they're like i don't think that anyone will ever deny that this is not this is the definition of a very well-crafted popcorn flick mm-hmm. like not just like uh i don't I, even know if i put it under popcorn flick because the entire movie you this is not a movie where you can look down at your popcorn you're right you look down at your popcorn and you've you're missed gonna... three amazing things yeah so uh sorry you're right. That's not exactly the most accurate way. The thing is, that's hard to place this movie because there is not well. a lot of movies no. like this at, at this all. This high intensity, no, no. Um, ultimately, if you, if you're an anime fan, just go fucking see it. Um, and, and I don't normally say that. I try and give you more substantial reasons, but I'm telling you now, if you well, like that kind of, we can of stuff, also look at it from a standpoint of um, just the reviews and kind of what people are saying about it because the reviews have been extremely positive about it. And uh, for our purposes, we'll either recommend it or not recommend it. But for the reviews, this is actually running 93% on Medicare, I'm sorry, wow. on critic reviews I'm not surprised. on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, in, in there, and see, I thought this would be just like anime site writers. However, it's it's not. So some of the some of the reviewers that are actually rating this so high, for instance, you have Glenn Kenny from RogerEbert.com yep. giving it three out of four. Uh, you have uh, Valerie Complex from Variety. You have uh, Los Angeles Times in here. The Wrap, comicbook.com, um, just so many big swing kind of reviews giving this thing a positive score on Rotten Tomatoes. If there is one negative, I don't think it's a perfect film. If there's one thing I can give it as a as a shot down uh, is two things. One, if you have epilepsy, do not go. You will yeah, die. You will die. <laughs> uh, second of all, I found, I mentioned this to you, Robert, some time la- earlier, hmm. um, that I was I developed... A slight headache throughout the movie. Yeah, I didn't, but I understand. I can see how. why. I can see yeah, why I can did. see why yeah, you yeah. did. Um, that, yeah. The, here's the thing: is like this. The, the thing it's it's hard to really kind of have a conversation about the movie because of how weird it is. Um, but effectively, if you've heard what we've already said at this point. Yeah. There's not much more we can really say. Well, a couple, a couple big about... story beats that we can cover, too. So but the first I mean... one is going to be the, the, the big reveal about the burnish and that the, the burning that they do, the combustion they do, is actually it's it's cross-dimensional, uh, some sort of fission star that's bleeding into their world through the center of the Earth. And then it somehow manifests in humanity. Uh, but not not because it's of like the right reason. It's more or less of like an alien race, yeah, yeah, that interacts in a certain psychological, not like uh, psychic fire type of way. Yeah, yeah. it seems yeah. to manifest okay. psychically, so, even though there's the, also volcanoes exploding. The way that <laughs> the way that it's explained in the movie is that there is a there is a parallel universe that lines up with ours, yeah. where the Promare, which is where the thing gets its name from, right. 
uh, are like these fire elementals, effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what happens is they um, pair up with these people who are feeling the, the various amount of feelings that they're getting, like if it's like oppression or, or what have you, or just anxiety with life and whatnot. They want people who are kind of downtrodden that want to become brighter. Yeah. Because the yeah. whole thing with the Promare is they want to burn bright. Right. That's that is literally their only purpose in life. Yeah. To, to, in the Promare's like mind or consciousness. Yep. Is I must burn. Everything the, must burn brightly. And the Promare, while and, technically being unique individual elementals, kind of are hive mindy. Yeah, it seems like, that way. It seems that way. Like, it does yeah, not really touch on too much, but yeah. Well, you talked about how they're all in unison and they, and they live in. in well, they want to burn together. Well, the, yeah. yeah the, the only real world analog we have is lava, which is why it looks and interacts so much like lava. I think shooting out of volcanoes and things. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So effectively, there is um, as the burnished individuals are kind of being suppressed, that fire has to go somewhere. And where does it go? <laughs> well, the, to the this core. is yeah. This is another big reveal here. And uh, so basically, the the power because it's 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 a very high energy that these people possess the burnish. So they're being kidnapped and ostensibly enslaved to as as a sort of power structure for a giant spaceship that uh, that the governor wants to use to get ten thousand people off the planet because he thinks it's about yeah. to be the so end of the world. So they're going to do the cathedral Terra. Of yeah, this yeah. Movie. and he's correcting that the end of the world is coming if things continue the way they are because uh, the more they use the Promare, the more it fires up within the center of the Earth and it's set to just completely destroy the entire surface of the Earth. Actually, it's more alluded to the fact that they are capturing and shutting down the burnish that is no, causing no, the, no, the no, earth to have problems. No, it, w- it was coming, they were all coming through. The burnish were coming through and slight, the burnish wanted to light the planet on fire. They, they, it was I saw nothing. it very differently I, than I, you yeah, my, the, my interpretation of it was that the more they used it, the more it came up no. from within the earth. Yeah, it, it was uh, inevitable. If they didn't do anything, the planet was going to burn. The Premier wanted to burn the planet because they wanted to shine bright oh because you're talking up. about when they were spinning them to create the energy and that's, then that was that's what was that's opening up. That, was made it worse. that made it worse but it yeah. did not it would it made it worse but it was because not at the, the, at the moment the ship would have but taken off through the portal that's no, the moment the, when it would have destroyed face the discovered that right but before he started doing his you're experiments. missing the one thing though that there was a one thing that happened throughout the movie that caused this issue to really become a problem and that is the suppression of the burnished the, there was 30 years of people being suppressed sure, who are burnished and being tortured. Sure, but if you didn't the burnish, remember, that's what they tried to do at the beginning with the Great Burning was... Was because there were, there were, cause there, there was people running around burning the world. No, yeah, they wanted to put energy into volcanoes to launch volcanoes. They wanted to burn the world. The, 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 the Promare wanted to burn the, the, the film. The film kind of has it both ways. It really does, because earlier on, they're using all the energy in the Promare, and it's burning the whole surface of the Earth, right? Yeah. This was the cataclysm that happened. But that didn't ultimately destroy the core of the Earth. The Earth still stands, right? And they've yeah. rebuilt a city. And then um, and then at the same time, they're talking about uh, the, the oppression and, and, and enforcing the Promare use, and that's what's opening up the portal that ultimately lead, leads to the destruction of the Earth. Right. But they're kind of having it both ways. I but think they were the, just built. I think it was just building up, and then what was going to happen is the engine part that they were using their energy was going to be the straw that the, broke the, the camel's the, yeah, back. And that's fine. And that's why they had to... That's yeah. why they eventually had to let the Promare burn yeah. the planet was because the Promare were going to do it. So they needed to let it happen but make a way for us to survive. Yeah, this giant of the arc. This giant so, city ship they're going to use to launch into outer space is using uh, burnished people. It's sort of entrapping them on these on these uh, rotating 
sort of engine pieces and spinning them at an extremely high rate of speed, and that's creating this, I don't know, promare reaction, and, yeah. and the energy's going into this, this ship engine, yeah, right, to be able to do... As far as they, I can tell, it's basically... Yeah, yeah, it looks they like torture them yeah. so that the promare come out, and right. then they suck the promare out of them, yeah. and yes. use them to power the... Yeah, warp. yeah, that's ostensibly but, what's happening here. But, yeah. and, and just going to do my last hurrah on this argument. Um, the reason why I think it has to do with suppression and stuff like that also comes from the fact that when the when this writer writes this kind of stuff, they talk about it as it's the it's like literally the burning spirit of people trying to do something and come out and do something. Okay. And when that suppression happens, it bottles up and becomes a problem. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the whole theme of this. That because that is what in what the theme is. So I, okay. I I will say let's go back and watch it again to see if they talk about it because I think that that is ultimately the reason okay. why the problem is happening. Yeah, so now this was written by uh, Kazuki Nakashima who also did, um, he actually did Gurren Lagann. Yep. And then he did something else called O Edo Rocket. <laughs> so I don't know much about that yeah, one. I haven't seen that yet but, uh, actually, but anyway, that's on my list. Yeah, he's been associated with the sort of uh, Studio Trigger act here for a while. Yeah. And then uh, and then the director is um, Actually, the music should be mentioned. Hiroyuki Sawano. So it's a it's actually a studio produced music by Hiroyuki Sawano. Um, and I lost the name of the director, but we can always go back to that. Yeah, yeah for for or whatever not. reason, the entire movie I was torn throughout the entire for a good portion of the movie. There was a moment I can remember where immediately I went from I'm not sure to this is amazing. Uh, I already know what it is. You know exactly what it is. And it's because it when? framed my, my interpretation of the movie. Yes. And I think they needed to... They, they needed the Devil May more, Cry moment. They needed the Devil May Cry moment a little bit more yeah. early. Uh, they needed the, 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 the cyclist swords yeah. early. Um, <laughs> so... The whole Talking movie. about only a forty went crazy. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. So there was a, there was a whole point where this where okay he's changing his suit at the early on in the yeah, show. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this seems kind of goofy, but this is kind of growing long. They're, they're on, upgrading so. the suit. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, fine. It doesn't seem too ridiculous, and they kind of kept making these changes, and it didn't. Seem... It, it's a mecha. We haven't mentched that yet for some reason. It's a, but mecha. it's a mecha. Yeah, it turns yeah, into yeah. a mecha. There's mecha battles. I, in I, this. I really yeah, wasn't yeah. expecting that, and I definitely wasn't expecting that to a small to the to the degree in which it got. Yeah, and. Uh, Okay, fine. And then there is the moment that framed the whole movie is, like I said, I, I consider this a comedy and a parody. Okay. And there was the <laughs> moment that triggered that for me that immediately framed the rest of the movie, which was the moment where they got where they got the mecha from the AI, and it was called Deus Ex Machina. That's right. Yeah. That immediately, was, that's right. When that came up on screen, my brain went. Oh, this is a joke. But but <laughs> everything here is a joke. It the might whole... have been a different joke in Japanese, though. It no, it, no, it wasn't. You no, think it no, was it actually wasn't. Deus no, I think it's one hundred percent Deus Ex Machina. that framed it all because Girl Logon's kind of like now, that. Now, and it's remember, very self-effacing. No, but yeah, remember yeah. though, and there's a reason why you can definitely tell it's that because they do this unveil Deus Ex Machina, which is literally the Deus Ex Machina for this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Second. <laughs> Is that when they're like, oh, well, who were you going to give this to if we didn't show up? And the AI was like, nobody. We probably all would have just died. Oh, it's like, you guys just happened to come here, yeah. so it worked yeah, out. Yeah, the creator and it's of the like, giant And neck, you're like, yeah. there was no grand plan here. The whole moment here. was yeah. Deus Ex Machina, yeah, the whole... and therefore they named the robot yeah. that. And they, they did harpoon it. Like, it, it was pretty clear that they were aware of it. The, oh, yeah. after I, it, so. it was just one of those things where they're like, nobody is going to see this any other way. Yeah. So let's just ride this wave. But I, I felt they needed to make that clear a little bit early on because I had a hard time. Like I, I was always on this roller coaster ride of serious, not serious, serious, not serious, up until that moment. The moment that, hap that moment happened, yeah. I went, 
all gloves are off. This is a comedy. This is a parody. I'm in for it. Well, <laughs> that's the thing is like, I think it's it is a comedy, but it's not just a comedy. And I think that that's why you didn't get that moment earlier. Maybe um, because they wanted to show like, hey, look, there is a story that they're telling here, but they're they're not unwilling to not take themselves too seriously. Yeah. So like, they're the way that they structured it all. I don't know. I thought personally, it was well done. Oh, I, I liked it. Um, yeah, no, I, and I know that, but, it, but I mean, it, it, I wasn't sure if I liked it until that moment. Yeah. Well, I could tell, like, I, as soon as I, like, I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, so this is like, I'm like watching Gurren Lagann right now. <laughs> and I'm like, which I'm like, oh, I'm okay with that. Um, I, I absolutely love Gurren Lagann. I think it's probably my favorite anime. I, it is one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, after all the fucking argument I had to do to get you to watch the yeah, I know, thing. Yeah, I know, I know. I told you, you I were... knew you were going to like it. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, just watch the fucking thing. Anyway, so. Um, is that I'm seeing this mecha come up on the screen. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, okay, this is literally what happened when the Cathedral Terra section of, like, the show happened. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, they're combining the mechs to make them right. so much more so much more than what right. it is uh, than just Gurren Lagann. It was like, you know... Anyway, so... And then I'm I'm like, here's where I'm going to potentially lose the movie. Like, at this point, I'm like, I, I was actually at that moment, I was like, oh, man, it's only what this movie is. It's just Gurren Lagann. And as soon as the words Deus Ex Machina came up, two things happened. One, I knew Adam was going to die. Yeah, yeah, he because did. Because he immediately like, died. He, he bitches yeah. about Deus Ex Machina all the yeah, time. Yeah. That, joke was, that joke was crafted yeah, for yeah. Yeah. It was. I, it was I hate on. Deus Ex Machina and, mechanics. And, and the thing was, like, I was like, <laughs> they have acknowledged that this is a Deus Ex Machina. And they are just gonna roll with it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah. That yeah. is the one thing you needed to do to save me in well, this. Well, and, and just for people who don't know, it's basically an inexplicable plot device yeah. that's used. And and just in this case, the there was just Google yeah. It. And, and there was there was no there was no explanation for this thing that happened. These no. guys just show up, and then and then they find this giant robot, and then the rest of the it's the a miraculous act three solution. Yeah. Yes. Act three starts. That, that had, it is literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that had no foreshadowing. No. It wasn't expected. It was just. Well, we need a thingamabob to solve a thingamabob. Well, congratulations, I've got this thingamabob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this thing looks like lame. And then he was like, okay, well, I'll just change it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that, that moment on, my, my, I'm immediately just like, I, I'm in love with this movie. Just enjoy the movie at yeah. that point, yeah. So, well, But yeah, overall, the reviews have been very, very positive for it. I would definitely give it a recommend. I know you guys probably would, too. Yeah. yeah? Yes. Definitely recommend, just especially if you know that it's going to be high energy, so go into it with high energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Break it up into 20-minute episodes. <laughs> just enjoy it. Yeah. Just yeah. enjoy it. Do, go to, sit down on couch, whatever, chair, and just be ready to sit there the don't whole time. Don't watch it when you're when you're ready to go to bed. No. No. This like, is you don't even have to be high energy though. You just need to be clear everything from your schedule. Turn off your distractions. Be attentive. Be attentive. Yeah. And have things around you to be able to relax. Mm-hmm. If you guys light one up before you watch this movie, I did. Fantastic. Yeah. Don't worry about probably it. Probably even more we missed too. You probably catch the second time around. Oh, 100%. Like for self-effacing sure. or self-referential. Oh, no, yeah. there was so much going on. There was, yeah, yeah. Sure. there was a lot in that movie. Yeah. And just, yeah, drink water before you watch it. Because Stay hydrated. You will get a headache otherwise. Cool. All right. So that's it for Promare. And I guess we'll get to kind of watching. Thank you.
So for playing and watching, um, really the only news I have this week, I have watched a little bit more of Colony, Ooh, so, I'm getting, stuff, I'm, so I'm getting that going. So, oh, wait, how far are you in Colony? Uh, I am season one, uh, season two, episode eight. Okay, so season two, you're noticing there's a little bit of a dip, right? There is definitely a yeah. dip. Yeah. Okay, yeah. season, get to season three. Okay. Just, just push trust away. It's, trust it's still me. interesting. Like, I'm, I'm liking, because they're, they're getting now back into, and the main guy, I can never remember what his name is. Uh, I was just calling him Sawyer because he was in Lost. Yeah. But they're starting to get back into his storyline uh, yeah. with, with the new with the new cops in town. Yes. And uh, it's just interesting watching all that play out. So it's still interesting to watch, but yeah, it's certainly dipped a bit. And then uh, and, they're, and they're kind of going back and forth with resistance people. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, why is he still dicking around with the resistance people? He should just be murdering them at this point. Because like his like his well-being depends on them just going away yeah. and just not being there anymore. Well, same thing with the rest of humanity. The resistance are the biggest threat to humanity at this point. And they don't even know it. You know what I mean? The resist- that, that is a key element of that show. Humanity is its own worst enemy in that right. show. Right, right. The whole fucking show, and yes. you don't realize it a lot until it'll come in really big in a big way soon. Just tell me by okay. like season three, they do explain the factory. Yes. Okay, good. That's good. all I need to know. Good. I don't want to know. I just wanted to know okay. that, it, that it does get resolved. That's actually a really good question. There's going to be a moment where you're going to see something happen, and you'll be like, "There's no way they're going to explain the factory now." But they do. Okay. Um, <laughs> I need it, I need to know that's in my soul so that I don't waste my time. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah, yeah. I need no, no, answered. no, and that is actually one of the best answers. I, I already know what's going to happen based on what I've seen. Then I already know what's going to happen. I want to hear from you what you think is going to happen. Okay, because I know what happens. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, oh right, right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, potential spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah. Potential spoiler warning here. So they've already revealed the bomb in the encampment that, or the prison work camp that uh, Bram is in. Okay. They revealed the bomb. So they're likely going to pack that bomb in one of the pods mm-hmm. that they use to transport the actual entities. Okay. And then they're going to send that up to the moon base. Okay. And they're going to blow it the fuck up. So that's very interesting. But do you know why that's a problem? So because... Uh, yeah, I, I suspect I suspect that the the aliens aren't necessarily an extermination force. I suspect they're an occupying force, and I think that the reason they're there is because like of some other existential threat. Interesting. Why do you think the aliens are there, Adam? Do they explain that? They have. They do in three. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, the, I that's think the they're thing. there to help Every, the human beings. All, all roads lead to three. I I, I think they're there, kind of like the Reapers from Mass Effect. Where at first it seems like they're an extermination crew, but or some weird hybrid of that, but really they're there to protect us from ourselves. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. it's a good analog actually. So yeah. get get through two. There's a moment in three where you'll be like, "Is this a we're doing it again?" Moment. Okay. Don't trust that. That okay. is there to fuck with you. Okay, good. There's a couple of moments where you're I like, like subversion. You're like, I've seen this already in this show. Why am I watching I this? I like Subversion. It's there to fuck with you. Cool. So just move past Excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. But yeah, Colony's going good. I also started dipping deeper into Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm actually quite a long ways into uh, the game at this point. And and this is really interesting. The reason why I wanted to bring up Dragon Quest Eleven again that I didn't... So I talked about it a bit last week, and I won't go deep dive into it again. But I'm doing something different with this game than I've ever done before in playing a video game. Okay. And it's the first game that's ever really afforded the opportunity to do it. Okay. So if you buy the full copy of this game, now you can play the demo for like 30 hours. Like it'd be a very long demo is my understanding. So, But if you buy the actual game, you actually get access to a 2D mode of the same game. 
So they've actually made the game yeah, simultaneously yeah. in 2D and yep. 3D. Yep. So what I'm doing is I'm playing through a portion of it in 3D, then I'm saving it off, and I'm going to the 2D portion. I'm playing through the next chapter in 2D, and then I'm huh. going back to the 3D and playing through a chapter in 3D, and I'm going back to 2D to see how they kind of... It's just interesting to see, like... The, the the way in which they've sort of built the world around that's each of those feature. perspectives. I think that's a feature I saw they're adding to uh, Trials of Mana. It's a gimmick. Yeah, that yeah. it's fine. That it's fine as a gimmick. Mm. In fact, it's a really smart gimmick because <laughs> it's actually I it's, believe so. it's getting me to play the game through twice yeah. simultaneously. Gimmick, gimmick does not need to be a bad thing. This will end up being like 100 plus hours worth of gaming, right? By the time it's all said and done, probably more. But what I can tell you is the 2D game is definitely going faster. Like, it takes me, it's easier to get distracted in the 3D environment and sort of go off and do things, right? But in, in the 2D environment, it I definitely feel more focused in getting from point A to point B. So um, so I think the 2D game is definitely going to be considerably shorter. But yeah, it's the first time I've ever had that opportunity to play uh, an RPG like that, certainly. And, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I hope that in the future, as more games get uh, made or remade, in, in the case of many upcoming titles, that yeah. they'll, they'll afford us the opportunity to do the same. Yeah, we're going to see more remakes. Obviously, yeah. all of the remakes that have come out have made bank. Yeah, Mana, right. Mana would be a good candidate. Uh, Link's Awakening came out, bank. <laughs> Resident Evil 2, bank. Final yeah. Fantasy 7, let's just call it, we know it's going to make bank. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so, going to buy it. I mean, Final Fantasy 7 could be like, we replace all the characters with like ketchup bottles, and people <laughs> would buy it, because it's new. <laughs> It'd be really upsetting when Mustard um, stabs ketchup bottle it's, in the light in the little... brutal. In the, in the, in the little <laughs> Spring. Yeah. <laughs> and bleeds horseradish, yes. And bleeds horseradish. Yeah. It'll be a, it's a sad day that that, yeah. that cutscene. <laughs> and they will they'll probably make mayo a bit smaller because yeah, yeah. it was a bit offensive back in the day. Definitely treading the line. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the condiment theme Final Fantasy 7 instead of dropping the holy materia in the water when she gets stabbed it, like it's just like a bay leaf that just floats down <laughs> flavoring the water deliciously it's like it's like a bunch of fucking salt and pepper packages <laughs> you, you know you know That's there's there's a part later on where like the entire city's burning all I can imagine now is just onions being put on everything yeah it's like a nice sizzle going on yeah See, all they need to do is they just need to say fuck it, and it's like all of a sudden it's like the fire's pink for some reason. Yeah. Romero has come into Bromero, this for no real reason. <laughs> they have it. It's called the live stream. Yeah, I know. It's, they already uh, have it. It's just blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to recolor it. So, a boss is the guy sprinkling the, the, the garlic powder over thing. the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I just want to watch the Promare fight scenes again. Sorry, keep going. No, no, it was, it was really, really good. But uh, no, that's actually all I had to say about Dragon Quest Eleven. other than I highly recommend this game for classic RPG fans out there. Uh, it's not even it's it's still active time battle, but it's the kind of active time battle where you're running around and act, and, and, yeah. and actively a part of the battles in in the yeah. modern yeah, version. It's kind of so. like the Final Fantasy twelve, I think it was. It's a lot like Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like that. Mm. Yep. So I highly recommend it. Definitely give it a shot. Cool. And I hereby hand off playing and watching. Oh, I've got a long one, so you go ahead. Uh, I, okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I also watched Brightburn. I saw oh, good. Great movie. I haven't, movie. haven't seen it yet. It, it, it is very, very good. Well, it, as, a, as a horror no. film, okay, it definitely I wanted to watch it during the month of October. So I'm gonna okay, maybe. It. So we'll do maybe just an episode on Brightburn in, in October or yeah, a feature item like a on it. Thing. Might be a week or two to, for me, but oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll get fine. to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I, I have a copy. Cool. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. That I acquired 
legally yes for you to watch <laughs> no um uh no i actually uh to be honest actually i'll probably pick it up on google play oh okay cool so cool. okay yeah, yeah de- it's actually worth it it's really good no i figured it was cool um so i i'm just shy finishing blasphemous okay which is interesting indie game it's what you get Th- this this was your new moon night or wait puzzle no hollow night thank you sort of yeah it's not nearly as good <laughs> as hollow night uh, not nearly uh honestly by the end of it my brain was just thinking god i want to play hollow night <laughs> are you serious yeah, yeah. oh my hollow god night god you have no button you have no idea i i have an idea dude you don't shut up the fucking hollow night. that's true so it is a good game um there is a few things to get used to i Great game, great Castlevania, does a good job. It's got a great theme that it never gives up on, this kind of Spanish Inquisition, hmm. medieval. Cool. Uh, when you die, it's like expeditious, ex- you know, some Spanish. Sorry, what's the name of the game? Blasphemous. Oh, this is the one where you have the Conehead? Yeah, Conehead one. Cool. Yep. I've been looking at it, it looks like Yeah, fun. really interesting shit. You fight like a baby, a giant baby. Yeah, there's some weird, nice. some weird shit. Yeah. Nice. Um, Babies can be quite threatening. I can tell you this from experience. It's like a blind baby with this weird thorny tentacle. Thing. Yeah, it, it looks like. I have like... a baby who can see with just small hands, and she's also very tough. So it, it, I can it, see where this would be very scary. It really looked like um, Dark Souls meets Death Stranding. <laughs> okay, I don't know about Death Stranding. <laughs> that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it was very Dark Souls esque. Like, you had, it was, yeah. it, it, there was a bit more fast swinging that you had to do, and I played it a, a bit differently. You had a choice. You could play it very parryable. Yeah. And if you were really good at it, you could kick ass, mm-hmm. or you could play it very dodgy, which yeah. I played it very dodgy because that's what I'm used to. Yeah, I would play it very dodgy. I'm, I'm not a fan of the parrying, and I, my yeah. understanding is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is that's what it turns you into is like a parrying yeah. machine. I, I can't I play, play that. It. I wouldn't I, play it. I got to play Sekiro. I, I have I'm to. I'm not I have going to. to play it. I just. I have to wait for it to go. Down I'm. I'm too plebeian. I'm out. Yeah, no. I'm out. I. No. That is a game that I have to play. I also want to play Surge too, though. You guys didn't play the first Surge, did you? Never even heard of it. Really? So it was like a sci-fi Souls game, uh, where you could hack off people's limbs to like get their items. Huh. Uh, take a look into it. Okay. The main character. Uh, spoiler. Whatever. This game's been long enough. The second game's coming out. Um, main character. Uh, you start off in a train, you're seated, and you're coming to, like, like they're doing some exposition. They're talking about, like, oh, hey, this person's, like, you know, invented this new tech, yada, yada, yada. You're going to this facility, right? And uh, the whole time you just think you're sitting there, as soon as you get control of your character, you're in a wheelchair. Oh. And then the idea is that you go into this thing. Something goes wrong during the process, and, like, kind of people are, like, not there. But you end up getting one of these suits, and it lets you walk. Oh, okay. And so, like, f- you have, like, the, the frame of the suit on the whole time, but you can pull out the uh, plating and Bits change and up modules new, new and things. Yeah, and you okay. change up your play style. It plays exactly like a Souls game. Okay. Hmm. It's it's good. If yeah. you can find it for, like, a couple bucks, pick it up. Okay. So, yeah, this game, I, I would give it a, you know, five potatoes out of five if I yeah. could. But I think it actually drops down to a three potatoes. Delicious Spanish potatoes. Yeah, delicious Spanish. So, it, so yeah, three, five, pota- three potatoes, two mashed. And no, it's three witch burnings out of five. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, it the mistakes it made were it, it made very fundamental mistakes, which is one where the controls weren't as tight. Um, they sometimes fucked up. And you could hear me play the game every once in a while where these, this is a game where you need to get your swings in and then dodge out at the last second. Yeah. Dark Souls style, right? Yeah. So imagine Dark Souls 
where you wanted it, there's a heavy swing and a light swing in Dark Souls. Yep. Imagine a game where every once in a while, when you go to push the heavy swing, it does a light swing. Or every yeah. time you put a light swing, it pushes a heavy swing. How fucked would you be in Dark Souls? Yeah. That's no, fu- that fucks you. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to swing up. And I just swing forward. And even though I've got the stick up, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe it's just a little too sensitive That's one way key. or another. That is the one problem with sticks. Yeah. Sticks are not always as accurate as you want them to be. Yeah, and... I don't know the sensitivity, I love but I, sticks, but I yeah. almost never had that problem. Eventually, when I got was playing Hollow Knight, I stopped having that problem. Yeah. So I knew it was me. Yeah. This game, I never stopped having that problem. Yeah, hmm. you should have worked through it within the first hour or two. Of yeah, and it, it stopped. And so I, I would still, late end game, I'd be in a boss fight, and I would lose the boss fight because it just wouldn't do the thing I asked it to do. Yeah. Definitely speaks to the quality controls here. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, but it's still like for the most part it works. It's just yeah. every once in a while, and you don't. And, and you, yeah. the problem is, is when that one moment does happen and it fucks you and it fucks you hard, that pisses you off when it's out of your control. Yeah. So, sounds like though that that's like the exact moment it shouldn't be doing it when the stakes are the highest. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously not like it's doing it intentionally. Yeah. It's just, uh... So the other thing is, is, no, it's being a little bitch, Rob. It's yeah. being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the other problem I had with it was I found that the communication doesn't really work well you know the classic game communication where like oh if a if a hallway or if a door is lit up you know that's the door you're supposed to go to yes these classic in-game communications oh uh that monster is orange so it's interactable you know things like that this game doesn't do a good job at that there are things there's like a dodge move you could do like a slide a power slide yeah some enemies you could power slide through some you couldn't oh more interestingly enough, some enemies you could power slide through unless they were doing a very specific animation. But you could never tell when that animation was, it's when it would kick died. in, oh, no until patterns. you fucked up. There's no pattern. Well, there's a pattern, but oh. you have to... There's no color. There's no communication yeah, there's, of that there's pattern. A, there's a, t- there's a, a, a unspoken agreement between a game developer and a player, and that is that the game developer will design a system that has some form of telegraphing right. that the player can then clue into to, to solve the puzzle, which yeah. is like mm-hmm. the combat is, right. is just an elaborate, fast-moving puzzle. And so when that isn't there, you're not playing on the same terms anymore and it's fine breaking turn like breaking stuff like that is okay to do but, but it's 50%. when it's but when you're not doing it intentionally when it's just happening from bad design that's a problem yeah and there is so there are some ranged attacks that an enemy would like shoot a blast at you like yeah, a yeah. magic blast or like a, yeah. and there are some of them you could hit back with your sword yeah, yeah. some of them you can't you figure out which one's which. Yeah. And Literally and in a boss fight, that's so, what you would so do. So the game is, there. it basically, it's purposefully convoluted to make up for the fact that maybe the, the design of it, the it game It sounds like there's inconsistency. I think it's just yeah. inconsistency in the design. Okay. That okay. caused miscommunications that frustrated me because you'd be like, oh, I should be able to dodge this because this, the yeah. last time I could, but now you can't. Yeah. Or other times there's an enemy, his swing you could dodge through and be invulnerable through, but now that he's doing a slightly different swing, uh, you can't. It's like, oh. okay, you son of a fucking bitch oh but this other monster does a similar swing but you can't dodge through him but you can dodge through the one before sounds like they were maybe trying to make a 2d dark souls and then just kind of no. but even dark souls has tells like that right yeah it should it, should have tells. it, yeah. it has telegraph so i think they they're not quite perfect i think they just needed a bit more polishing um to make it perfect okay okay so cool. that's good the other so the other discussion i don't know if this is a large one for you or not I, it's a large one because i know what the topic is 
we should probably table it either for like a one-on-one thing or or for next episode. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the terror thing. I'm talking about wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow and terror things are, right. are big topics and okay. we're running low on time. That's the only reason I'm saying like, oh. okay. Well, okay. We, we can do it next week maybe. Yeah, well, we should definitely I talk about it into, soon. I want to get into both of them because we have good points on each and I don't want us to lose them. The wow one, I haven't while well, I haven't been playing wow, I do keep track of the story because I really do care about the story mm-hmm. that goes on. I just I'm bored by constantly repeating the same quests. Mm. Um, some big reveals happened. You want to, we can, we can quickly jump into it. If you, I, I, I kind of want, I kind of want to get your, your, your oh, reaction. What are, what are on the, reveals? the reveals? We can at least talk about so that. So the, re- well, spoiler the, alert, do the reveal two second here. lead up, right? Okay. So Sylvanas has so, fucked off. It's uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So Sylvanas at the start fucked off. She burned a bunch of people. She started a war as far as we can tell. Yeah. Um, was cruel about it, killed some of her own people, and you're kind of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Now it turns out, uh, for those who maybe not caught up or haven't watched the cinematics or whatnot, you ba- she basically came out, Sourfang, you know, led the... Uh, basi- Ogremar Siege 2.0. Ogremar Siege 2.0, and yeah. kind of got her to admit to everyone that she doesn't give a fuck about anyone. So you're saying yeah. that the game has diverged from the original? No, no, not no, yet. No, no, no. Not, not at this point. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, so there's a villain who, first of all, everyone kind of considered a cold villain. You know, there's like, you know, there's heroes that are like, okay, they're it, a hero. Went from anti-hero to villain. Went from anti-hero to straight villain. And okay. people were not happy with yeah. that. Because um, they wanted this character to stay as an anti-hero. They right. liked her. She was a character yeah, yeah. that they don't want to go away. Yeah. Right. Um, and so she turned into the villain and not, people weren't happy with that. So now it turns out that she kind of played this role like, no, I care. I care about the Horde for the Horde. Now, right at the end, it's a... Uh, fuck all y'all. Y'all don't matter. Yeah. And she came out and said it, and you kind of knew it, but yeah. she never said it. Now she said it, and she fucked off. Yeah. The reveal, the big reveal, so spoiler, that was spoiler, leaked. Spoiler. Huge spoiler, spoiler alert right now for the next expansion. So, it was yeah, it was so. leaked. It was leaked. Okay. Yeah. We're going to the Shadowlands. I already figured that. Which is the Shadowlands is the afterlife. Yeah. So the whole end of this event of this campaign. The whole end of the expansion. So you're talking. You're talking WoW Classic. No, we're talking WoW. WoW. Oh, WoW Retail. Wow. Okay. Battle okay. for Azeroth. I'm, the, I'm with you now. The final raid after. <laughs> I this was thinking like, wouldn't everybody already know what happens yeah, in the no. classic no, WoW? No. Like <laughs> classic WoW, sure. So no, in in Battle for Azeroth, the ending. This isn't. This cinematic wasn't the ending. It was the ending no. of the battle. The, the what's known as the war campaign. Yes. There's another greater story that the final. Uh, the final raid is a raid on Stormwind, which is because Sylvanas takes over Stormwind. Yeah. Uh, and what okay. happens is you as the Alliance and the Horde fight through and you eventually get to the end and things occur in a certain order of events that literally, eventually the two teams do get back to fighting each other and literally what happens, everyone dies. And I literally mean that. You die, the heroes die, everyone dies. That's awesome. By the end of it. That is so awesome. Huh. And then it turns out that they're, the final at the end of that is a cinematic where Sylvanas, you're, you show up in the afterlife and the Shadowlands. Oh. And Sylvanas is like, now the real battle for Azeroth begins. Oh, buddy. She had been trying to kill off everyone so that they could get to the Shadowlands. That is huh. sweet. And she needed to do it in a certain way. Um, oh. There are certain rules, I guess, that are, are being applied here that we're not 100% sure of. So the next expansion occurs in the Shadowlands, in the afterlife. Wow. And there's a war for, like, the spirit of Azeroth that's going on. And that's why uh, What's-His-Face died, and, and he, the spirits were telling him that 
Sylvanas Vol'jin. That's why Sylvanas needed to be the war chief. So she, because she was the only one who had the the ability, the the, the cruelty the, the, yeah, the, the, to, to pull this off, the will, the will to do it. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's thinking that that's how she's going to be. Air quotes redeemed is that she killed everyone for a reason, but she is a cruel person. So w- the next expansion will be in the afterlife. Everyone will be dead. Okay, here's the thing. I'm calling. I'm going to call bullshit. <clears throat> Uh, for a reason. Um, sounds cool, by the way. All right, sounds neat. I'm willing to go and explore. There that are area. screenshots of cinematics. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm sure. I'm sure it's legit. Yeah. Um, and it sounds great. Um, but I'm calling bullshit because I think that honestly, what they were doing was they were making Sylvanas into a villain. Yeah. And people got mad, which we know they did, and they're like. Okay, we need to redeem this character somehow. But here's the thing. As a character, if she just wanted to get everyone to the Shadowlands, right? Then it's not that she went about it the incorrect way. That seems fine. I mean, it was definitely not exactly the easiest path to killing everybody. And you did it in a very odd, odd fucking way. Because, like, in this world, I honestly believe if you were like, hey, guys, look, we need to get to the Shadowlands, everyone would have been like, okay. Because the world is so fucking bonkers in the first place that if you're like, we need to do this, and here's the reason why, most people would be like, seems legit. Yep. And would have probably gotten rid of a lot of the problems. But also, she says one line in that cinematic where she she nails down Sourfang. She says, and this is the one thing that's like, oh, well, Solanus isn't on our side anymore. She's like, the Horde don't matter. Which she would never say that line if she needed them in the Shadowlands. Yeah. I think she was, at that point, she was angry. And she was basically, I think the idea is we are construing it right now as you don't matter because I don't care about you. What but she's saying like the horde themselves. She's saying the horde. You as, people as, as, as a, right as a, now are as just a toy soldiers. You don't matter. You don't understand mm-hmm, yeah. what the fuck is actually going on and here. That, and that's fine. But I think they're doing it wrong. I agree with you completely. I, I, I think that they they are not doing service to the character properly. Agreed. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, I'm glad we agree on this. And you know what makes it worse? Hmm. One of the reveal parts is you know how... The way that they, get, they allow you to go back and forth between yeah. the afterlife and the normal life, so that you know the other rest of the game doesn't get used, gets yeah. to become useless, is not long into the expansion. Kind of like when we did the time traveling. You find a way door, to, to you find a way to time travel, yeah. and you can get back to where you were, even though the portal. Thanks, Chromie. Thanks, Chromie. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this one, so the two that do survive, Stormwind, are Mechatork and um, Gallywix. Oh, okay. The two, you know engineer type people yeah. Mechatork's amazing so if anyone's gonna fix the problem it's Mechatork they find a way to basically teleport to the afterlife makes sense yeah so I'm like okay what the fuck so you're telling me that Sylvanas did all of this fucking work and that she could have just gotten the fucking tech guy and had it. she just not gone hey can you guys go and figure this out they could have figured it out in a fucking cave with a box scrap with no support yeah. from any of the other factions because they did because they fucking <laughs> did that's what they did effectively because no one else was alive yeah yeah, you should have just fucking done that. Yeah, like, even if she was like, I'm just going to head with my bets. Why don't you work on this project? I need you to work on this project for me. Yeah. Okay? And then I'm going to go wage the wars that we need to wage in the meantime, but you work on this project. Yeah. 
And maybe that's what maybe that's what she saw in the Azerite. Maybe maybe that is what's going on. Is it was a project that was being worked on, just took forever, and it wasn't until the two Gallywicks and uh, Mechatork finally worked together that it got. Oh, finally solved. we got Reed Richards and fucking Stark in the same room. Yeah, now. yeah. Can you guys please make this? Thanks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's what it was. So nice. th- I, I think you're right. I agree with you. They haven't done justice to Sylvanas. I'm actually upset because she is my favorite character. She is. Mm-hmm. She is. I, she is my dark lady. And here's the thing. I don't really give a fuck about Sylvanas, and I'm still defending it because yeah. she's my dark lady. She's she's yeah, my bae. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I kick you so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. But I I so I'm upset by the way they treat her. But I kind of like the fact that they're taking the zany. We're going into the afterlife mm-hmm. to like tour, and I kind of like that. That's a yeah. cool twist. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So no, it'll be, it'll be neat. Um, they've got a couple of strings that need to be not tied up, but need to be. Con- Pulled into the next thing, um, obviously Taronda. Oh uh, yeah, and like the night elves that became the night elves, literally. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so like that's a whole thing that needs to be ex- like put on. Um, which by the way, that was a really cool thing, like the night well and stuff like that. Oh yeah, what the, what they did. Did you ever do that? The loom thing. Yeah. Yeah, where like the thing became like a black like. Yeah, it was, well, it was still, still Elune supporting them. It was just the it's, warrior it's, it's, spirit it's of Elune. It's the vengeance of Elune. The vengeance yeah. of Elune, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a cool quest to do. There is rumor that Elune is actually just another spirit Old of... one? No, no. It's the spirit of Azeroth itself. Oh, Representing itself oh, that, like yeah, in yeah, the I can see that. or whatever. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be neat. Anyway. Or maybe, or maybe it's just... It, maybe it is literally Sweet. the fucking moon. Um, Could be. So I, that, it's like, I got nobody on my surface, so I'm going to help you guys. <laughs> yeah. So that's your plan of watching. And then, yep. yeah. and then, in the interest of time, we'll go into Rob's plane of watching. Okay. Um, that, by the way, cool thing to bring up. Uh, Hell yeah, man! That is that good. Good wow news. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, a couple things I've been playing: Crying Sons recently, which is I, I don't. It, it's hard to say like, hey, it's like FTL, but I mean, there was a lot of FTL isms in it. Mm-hmm. So if you played Faster Than Light and you liked it, you're probably like this. Uh, What's it called again? Uh, Crying Sons. Crying Sons. Yeah, and the idea is that... As in S-U-N-S? Yeah. Okay. This is a sci-fi. What it is is you wake up out of a cryopod, and you're like a clone of an admiral that was like one of the best admirals that humanity had, and you're in a facility full of clones of you and your like crew. Oh, God. Right? And it's like this robot wakes you up and is like, hey, uh, we lost communications with Earth. We need to figure out why... (laughs) So the whole part of the game is that you go out, you have a starship that you go out and fight with. Is this first first person? No, no, it's a it's a RTS. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. But it's like, but in between the fights, you're doing this like thing where you're encountering things, and you have to like respond to them, right? Is so, this the one you showed me where the animation is very reminiscent of Lion Wars? No, oh. no, no, no. You think of Starmancer? Um, check it out though. You, you'll think you'll like it. And every time you die in the game, <laughs> it's just another clone gets woken up. That's awesome. Oh, that's and, funny. and the robot that was on your ship sends a signal back to the other robot at the facility because it's like copies of itself, right? And yeah. it's like, here's everything that's happened. So the idea is that your character knows Gets everything updated, that happened. Yeah. yeah. And then you start playing through it again. That's awesome. So until you eventually break through. And as you get through each chapter, you unlock new ships that you can start with and you can start with new crew. So as you encounter crew, their, their uh, genetic data is backed up into the system and more clones of them is made. So as you unlock crew, you can get them at the start oh, of the game. Cool. So it's got this really cool, so it's another mechanic. Death is not the end mechanic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, live die. I'm, I'm glad to see that. That should be. I, I want more games, but it's like with it, more mechanics like yeah, that. And Dark it's, Souls it's, and that. Yeah, it's fun because it's actually a part of the story. Yeah. So it's yeah. this is this fun thing, 
and you, you, like, you can even ask questions of the robot. You're like, how many clones are there? And they're like, there's a lot, and we'll just keep growing them. <laughs> so, it's like, so you get this, you get this feeling. That it's there's so like good. This entertaining. There, there is certainly some entertaining dialogue in the game, uh, but overall, fun game. Uh, combat instead of being a uh, blueprint of your ship is you have one starship on one side of the map and another starship on the other. They stayed still. Yep. And you launch uh, squads of fighters and small cool. ships and stuff like that. And you can fire off the main cannons on your ship. So Sweet. ships have different compositions, I assume. Like some might have more turrets. Yep. Some might have more launching bays for fighters. Some might have better armor, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's a fun game. I definitely said check it out. Sweet. Um, Crying Suns. Yep. Uh, I finally also put uh, time in and I finished uh, front to back a legendary run on total warhammer 2 oh you did oh wow, yeah man. legendary so Congrats. i'm like uh it's less than three percent of the player base has wow. gone so fun. what do you what do you get in game to sort of signify that you've gone all the way through achievement oh you That's do it. cool yeah Excellent. it's a, it's very hard in legendary which i didn't figure out until after i beat it on legendary i was like oh right yeah they did that <laughs> <laughs> so like i could have beaten it on very hard and had a much easier fucking time with it but oh, whatever i'm not, I'm not <laughs> fucking elite, though, that's it. cool I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's just like one of those things like there was very few games where I ever care about getting an achievement. Yeah. But Total War is one of those games that I'm like, this is one where I need to show that I can play this game. So I need to beat it. You've gone back to it many times since yeah. we've started Road to Geek Official Podcast. Yeah, well the thing is I've beaten one on Legendary. I've yeah. beaten now two on Legendary in the Mortal uh Empire War thing. Yeah. The grand campaign. Uh, the Vortex campaign, I can do it, and I just just fucking boring yeah, yeah. map. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't you hate they were like I could beat this game, but I don't want to. Well, the thing is, I beat it in Mortal Empires because it includes both continents. So yeah. I was like, deal with it. I played a faction from the new stuff though, so like, Ooh. don't be up in arms, people. I yeah. use the uh, lizardmen. Everybody, just settle the fuck down, okay? Just settle down. I actually don't even like the lizardmen. <laughs> just I just happened to start that game, and they I was have like, the Tomb Kings now. Oh yeah, good. Tomb Kings have really cool mechanics. Like all the new factions have really cool mechanics. They've been updating the old ones too. Like the Tomb Kings, you never pay money for your troops to raise them. Hmm. But uh, your income is very very low. So like you actually have to like, um, uh, for building your buildings. That's the so, hard so part. So raising them is effectively recruiting them or training them. Like yeah. making them. Yeah, you're recruiting them. Costs you nothing. But uh, to get the advanced creatures. You need to have buildings to support them. So you can only have like four archers at first, four squads of archers. But like if you build another building and another settlement, then you have another four. So like it's not hard to do. It's not. Vampires work. I like the Uh, vampires. uh, They've actually uh, made some really fun improvements. Vampires technically don't have any range except for a new unit that got added. Um, And their whole thing is like there's, I'm going to call it like creep. That the mm-hmm. like, corruption that moves out the land and that fucks with the other teams, and uh, their whole thing is that they never retreat because they're undead. <gasps> An army after my own heart. Tomb kings operate the same way. I hate the morale. So here's the thing, though, is that instead of them retreating, uh, what'll happen is if um, you fuck their morale, uh, they go into uh, un- instability. And they will start to crumble. Oh. So they start to die off. Ow. But they but but that's it's actually not as easy as you think it is to do that. Um if you've if you're playing the game properly and you have like leaders around your like zombies and stuff yeah. like that, they're 
aura of leadership will keep them stable. Got it. Okay. Um, and there's also things that give them regeneration and stuff like that, like corpse carts is what they're called. So they move like things that you just sit them in the middle of your army, and while your army is fighting, uh, they just kind of maintain it. They're the they run uh, similar to a couple other factions. Um, <coughs> the whole thing is like use your cheap units to to engage the enemy, mm-hmm. and all that you're using there is just to be fighting so that the enemy can't maneuver. Yeah, and then take in your big units, your fast units, and you hit them in the flanks. Okay. And that's how you play Undead. Nice. Or that's how I play Undead. Anyway, uh, really fun game. Obviously, I've talked about it way too many times. I finally beat it. Thank fucking God. Uh, Yay! Woo! Uh, finished Carnival Row. Okay. I, I still got to watch that. Uh, don't rush. It's not a phenomenal show, but it's worth watching uh, because I believe, I firmly believe this, season two should be well, very let's do good. this then so we'll table it for now because for october we really need to watch something horror themed so we can yeah. do some scary topics and i'll do maybe a little bit of a little bit of the paranormal too we can talk about paranormal shit which we don't usually do on here but it is october and i love that stuff so i kind of have an excuse to dip into it a little bit we can talk about attack on titan <laughs> we can talk about a couple different things probably so also we have uh, we have a potential another partnership coming up here with Grief Burrito oh, yeah. podcast. So if you guys want in on that, we're going to discuss some spoopy yes. topics and also talk about uh, Terminator One. So there's going to be a movie topic included as well. Nice. So oh, so, if, so if you're a Terminator One fan, you might want to be present. So if you guys want to come out for that, you could hop on an episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. Sweet, sweet. We can be burrito boys for the day, and then. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's that's it. That's all that's going on in our world. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks to everyone who came to visit us at Windsor Comic Con. I know I put a little bit of a, a, a lead in at the beginning of the last episode to kind of get us into the episode. Turned out pretty good, actually. It was a solid hour of entertainment, episode 61. Did you hear it yet? Oh, I, I listened to it Okay, all. good. The Captain Americas are in it and everything. Yeah, they're, hey, pretty much everything that I thought we got into it, we got into it because yeah. there was not any record. Like, yeah, recording was, was difficult. Yeah, because of the fucking board. It was, it was a tough yeah. edit, too. It was a tough edit, too. Let me tell you, yeah, that, yeah. that one hour was, was, it was quite in-depth for an edit. And, uh, yeah, we just had an absolute blast. The board... Uh, that we keep referring to that we did at the beginning of this episode was definitely the biggest main attraction. The Tekken tournament was no joke. Oh, the Tekken tournament was sweet. We had fun, and there was some sort of wise sage, some Tekken sage who stopped by and and, and unlocked the, the, the tall man, did and he unlocked merch? all the characters. Did you give him some merch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gave it, actually, he's, uh, he, he won a raffle ticket for himself. Oh, so nice. he could potentially win the uh, the gauntlet here once we draw that. And, uh, and yeah, it was just it was just really, really exciting. So I, I, I think that I, we're all in agreement that we want to do another event like this. Um, so next year, I mean, we have a lot of options on the table in Detroit, London, all kinds of places nearby that we could do as well. But uh, we will be out and about as we're on Geek Podcast. We had a nice spike from it, too. So a lot of new listenership based in Windsor thank that you. we've gotten out of it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely paid Woo-hoo. off. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming out to Windsor Comic Con to visit us there, play some games with us, and do the rankings board. And uh, we'll see you again in the future somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, that's it for episode 62 of Ronan Geekfish Podcast. This is Alex Austin signing off and. Plubby and Adam. Uh, Plubby and Night Adam. Plubby and Night Adam. And Rob, thank you very much, everyone. Peace out.